There you go. See, look, I'm reading these comments and you lot are battering me. Oh, he's going to mess it up. He's going to do this. Talk about pressure. And to be fair, I've had a bit of a nightmare this morning. I really have because uh, I needed to go and sit on the old porcelain chair because I was in need, you know, my morning movement. And I'd like about a minute and 20 seconds to go. And I'm thinking, oh, no, this is not good. And I like to play. I've got a cricket game. So I like to sit down and contemplate the movement while I play my game of cricket. Incidentally, I'm on Division One now. I'm doing quite well. And uh, so, yeah, I'm thinking, oh, no. And then I've got, I got Jimmy and Andy and that lot hassling me on Discord and dinging that. I'm trying to answer comments on uh, YouTube. I'm trying to make a coffee. I realized like 30 seconds before I hadn't put the camera on the stand. It was still up on the top of my computer. And I'm like, oh, man, this is just not good. Anyway, morning, everyone. How you doing? <laughs> oh, dear. Right. So welcome to the show, guys. Flawless entry, as always. Well, OK, last week was a bit of a nightmare. Um, I'm just going to answer through some of the questions. Uh, Green Machine says, hi, Jeff. How come you're always up early? Which I answered. I go to bed at nine, so I wake up at six. It's just the time pattern right now. And uh, the, the answer was, where is it? Uh, interesting sleep pattern. And then the comment was, he said, that's not much beauty sleep. Dude, do I look like a guy that needs... <laughs> I'm way past beauty sleep. I, I'm, a, I'm a lost cause, mate. Look at it. You know what I mean? It ain't going to get no better. So, yeah. But anyway, that's how it works. And when things do resume, when things go back to, like, opening up, etc., and I'm out and about, I'll just change my sleep pattern. Instead of waking up at 3, I'll just go back to how it used to be, where I'd be maybe asleep by 11, midnight, whatever, and then I'll just wake up at 6, 7. It's no dramas. It's just it suits me right now. Well, right now, for the last two years, nearly. Um, Paul Patea's got an issue. I'll leave him to deal with that on his own. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> uh, Gary, hey, how you doing, my friend? Even though from a warm and sunny Blackpool. Well, it was a few hours ago. I was going to say, it can't be warm now, was it? Uh, my five, so it must be your 11. So, yeah. I don't think my mum's up, actually. I think my mum might be. Uh, Paddy Jimmy says, hi, all. Good afternoon to you, sir. Or, good morning. Or, no, good evening. You're uh, Where are you? Oh, you're in that little that little tiny crevice in the top of England, aren't you? Um, anyway, how you doing, mate? He's going to be like, you bloody dude. Prep and fit. How you doing, my friend? How are you, my man? Uh, Andy Willis says, evening, guys. Buzzing waistcoats now available to buy on the disc. <laughs> oh, dear. That waistcoat, mate. Seriously. Two things. Number one, you better be bloody good at pool. And number two, you better only wear it the once. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Um, Hi, Tim. How you doing, my friend? Paul, how are you? Oh, he's saying, like, Jimmy, flipping out. Oh, this is my show. Don't let me get Jimmy to steal the button. Um, Frank says the like button has been smashed. Thank you very much, my friend. Shano, mate, we were getting on really, really well. I, I actually started to get a soft spot in my heart for you, and then you go and punch that one out. Big meets Dumbo. I mean, come on, dude. Honestly, do you know what? It's really, I love, I love psychology. Okay. I like psychology. Not that I'm a psychologist or I'm clever, but I like it. Because that bell end has been going on about my log holes for ages, and now everyone's jumped in. And it's like, it's just, incredible it's just like I, I sit back and i think he stirred the pot that doesn't exist and now everyone's at me and i think it's brilliant i think it's brilliant he is a tip and when i see him he is going to get my boot up his ass but i think what it just shows if you say something enough times eventually others will join in unbelievable bubble uh david kennedy morning show from sydney how you doing my friend um uh, Jimmy says, I'm betting Trevor's three Leos. No, I've only got one, mate. I did have three, but I had two last night. Preparation for today, you see. Um, Tyler, Jordy, how you doing, my man? Are you on, are you on your night shift? Uh, today is your day. You can do it. I'm trying, my friend. I am trying. I, I think I think today was a, a nice gliding, I think. Um, 
JJ, evening, peeps. Hello, my friend. How are you doing? Lewis, uh, will Trev smash the intro, mate? Nailed. Do you know what I mean? I had someone say to me the other day, sent me a message. I don't like that time bomb thing. Can you take it off? No, that's mine. Come on. It, it also it gives me a little bit of time to prepare, ready for this. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Richie, Rich, mate, you've got my back. I've got yours, mate, all day long. Uh, and see, see, here we go again. Trev don't have big ears. His ears look big because he's got a small head. <laughs> Uh, 60 40? Come on, should be an 80 20 today, mate. All right, last week was a bit of a net a mare on Sunday, but come on, come on, come on. Uh, Will Smith says, Good morning, Trev. Uh, John Kenny said, Did you like the barbecue idea on the roof, Trev, for the buzzing bar? Can't do it, mate. The buzzing bar's uh, now not going to happen on the roof. I'll explain that a bit later on, but uh, yeah, it's not happening, mate. We're gonna, we're gonna uh, unit share with Escape Nightclub now, so it'll be open in the day and then the nightclub in the evening. Uh, where do you play cricket in Patia? How many people play? They've got a league here, mate. They've got a Patia Cricket Club. Uh, just go on to Google, search Patia Cricket Club, or go on Facebook and search Patia Cricket Club, and you'll see it. Um, they've got a league, and uh, yeah, they, they play teams all around. It's quite popular, to be fair. Um, Will Smith, good morning, Trev. Good morning to you, my friend. Crocodile Sunday. Trev, do you think when things are back to normal time that people will still need handouts? And if yes, will you be able to help? Right, let's cover that one early, shall we? Let's get that one out of the way. Um, so basically, uh, there's there's been a, a, a demand. <laughs> thank you, Jimmy. That's very very kind of you, and uh, thank you so much for that. So right, I want to talk about the. Uh, let's bring that back up. Right, okay, there you go. So I want to talk about situation. So it's been an interesting week. I'm not going to lie, and it's been a good week in many respects because what I've done is I've been in discussion with people about the way forward and how we can uh, make this work so that it's, it's easier and smoother and visible and clearer. So what I want to do now, guys, is I want to say this to you, please. Just uh, bear with me a second. Now, for the children and for the food handouts, I don't want any more Super Chat donations uh, for, the, for that, please, guys. I want to now use a public funding page. And here's, here's uh, where are we? Um, I've created two. Uh, the links are in the description to this video. So here's one here, which is for the Bank Crew Jar. Um, so any money that uh, you wish to support uh, the orphanage, please send it to this account only. And likewise, if you wish to support the food handouts that I'm currently doing, please add them to there. And as I say, there's two links in the, in the description below. And that way, basically, as donations come in, then likewise, the, the amount is public for everyone to see. So if it's like, let's just say 5,000 baht, and I go out, I'll then get the goods to the value of 5,000 baht, and then I'll show you the receipts. And that way it keeps everything nice and balanced. It keeps it under control. There's no random payments coming in in different areas that are so incredibly difficult to keep up with because they're coming in from different directions. So let's, let's focus on that, guys. And please, thank you so much for all your support. It really is much appreciated. Um, in answer to the question, um, where are we? Where are we now? I've lost it now. I've, see, I've just, I should have, should have kept that on. Where are we? Um, the question was, will we, will I be continued? So just to clear this one up, uh, where are we? Yeah, here we go. Right. Um, okay. So the answer to the question is, this. I think the food handouts will gradually fizzle out because once people return back to work and the bars and that are open and the hotels, I'm guessing people will go back to work. There are still a few people. So for instance, if you do watch a video and I'll, I'll punch the video up in a second, if you do watch the videos of the food handouts, you'll see there are a few people that to be fair, 
probably won't go back to work. So well, not, they, they can't work. Like the old lady at the very end of every video, um, she's never going to be working. I think it's the people in that little hut go and sell the plastic bottles they get out of the rubbish bins. Um, there's the old guy that lives in that derelict building. Last time I was in, I'll show you the video in a second just to show you what we've been doing. Um, so I, I will support him. And there's the tent, the tent family. Now, the tent family, I've noticed the last couple of times I've been there, they've had a motorcycle with a sidecar. Now, I don't know if that's theirs. I haven't asked them, but I will find out. But if it is the case where they can go off and, and do things, I, I probably will stay away from the food handouts, to be honest. Maybe we'll just continue to do a little bit for those those handful of people. But like the big village that we go to, you know, there's there's ample people in there that are young enough to go out and work. So I guess that side of things will probably phase out. Regarding the orphanage, the Bankru Jar, uh, what I will do is I've still got some money left, which I have already dedicated to doing what I want to do, i.e. the mattresses, uh, mattress stroke, uh, water cover, uh, uh, waterproof covers for the beds, and um, the organized trip that I've already promised them both to Kolan and also to the crocodile farm. So that's there waiting for them. Moving forwards, as donations coming into, the, into that page, that public page, then really I'll go, what I'll do is I'm going to go over and speak to the uh, to the orphanage and say, look, guys, you know, we've got X amount of money. What would you like us to do with it? What do you think we should do? And the reason I'm doing that is simply and only because I want to make sure that it goes to what I think the kids will get more benefit from rather than, as some people do, just directly donate and it gets spent on all sorts. And I'm not going to get into that. I've already explained that many, many times. So that's the way forward. All right. So hopefully that's cleared everything up. Um, uh, Danny Sharps is blimey chair 5 a.m. in Thailand. Don't you ever sleep? I do sleep, mate. I'm asleep at like nine o'clock, so it's all easy. Um, you know, it's no dramas. Um, Chris says, Have you thought about covering one of the Patea football teams in one of your videos? Keep up, yeah. I used to be, I used to uh, be heavily involved with Planet Football. I was up there, and uh, we had a, a A and a B team, we used to play in the Bangkok Casuals League, and uh, the A team, very, very good. You know, they won it loads and loads of times, so there is that, um, that facility up there. Um, Simon Collins says, Oh, Trevor, hope you're fine and well. So, yeah, I am. Good morning from Lannan, Lahansai, Lahansai. Wow, uh, Rocky, Rocky, how you doing, my friend? Right now, before we get too far, let me just update you so we'll get this one. Uh, where are we? I've got lots to go through today. Um, let me just show you. So, this is the latest update from when we went out last Thursday. So, I put this out on Sunday just to show people on the Sunday live stream, and here it is for you guys here. Oh, hey guys, welcome to week seven of our food handouts here. Uh, as you can see today, it's uh, really bad with the rain. Yeah, they take him. Oh, so he's, he's gone to the orphanage. Yeah. Uh, the, the, oh, okay. All right, so you heard there from Bo. The good news is, is he, he's gone to the uh, Nongpru hospital. They've taken him there. And in here are the, um, we bought them some solar lights. So uh, they've got some light of an evening. Okay, so any fi? Fi. Okay. Okay, so uh, they are living up here. So there's flies and stuff everywhere. Alright, so uh, basically the situation is that they've got 16 people in the village now that have contracted COVID. Uh, this is why we're out here and uh, what we'll do is we're going to load up this uh, motorcycle with the goods that we normally hand out and uh, he'll take them into the village but uh
เขาเราขายOkay, so there you go. So the good news was the lad that we found in the boxing gym that we've been supporting for the last three or four weeks that desperately needed medical help was gone. Um, he's in the hospital. I'm not 100% sure as to what the outcome is because we're still trying to find out and it's very difficult. We never actually knew his name, so we can't really go to the hospital and say, hey, you know, it's such and such here. Um, and we've tried contacting the people that took him, the Banglamung, um, but they're, again, very vague on, on who he is and what it is. So I don't know, but we are trying to find out. And as we do, then obviously we'll let you know indeed. Um, so, yeah, so that's what we've done. So, like I say, if anyone wants to make any donations either to the Banku Jar or to the uh, uh, the food handouts, please use the open page that's the two links in the description below, and then we can keep an, uh, a visual tally as to what's coming in and what, what I'm doing with it, et cetera, et cetera. So, hopefully, that makes things a lot easier. Okay, so let's get cracking on. Um, uh, Diligent Crab. Hi, BA. Cancel my flight again this time, November. So, back to Swiss Air. This is the eighth flight book made. That's to eight, eight cancellations. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's, I put a video out yesterday. I'll talk about that a bit later on. I put a video out yesterday about flight tips. And uh, those of you that commented on the on the tips and advice, fantastic. It, it was really, really good. And, and I loved reading through all the comments. I've answered you all back. Um, there's some good comments there. There's some things I missed, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, the flights at the moment, I mean, they're talking about, <laughs> talking about that um, October the 15th, is the time when they uh, they say that the uh, serious changes will happen here. Truthfully, I'm not convinced. Um, you know, I remember five months ago when they said it would just be a two-week lockdown, five months ago. So I think maybe, possibly, this could be just a way to try and please people and just kind of give them hope that things will change, but I can't see it. I can't see it. If you ask me truthfully, I'd say... Mid to end of November, beginning of December for bars to be reopened and probably January, February before you guys can come over here without any quarantine, uh, providing you've had your uh, jabs. That's that's what I think. Uh, Clive says, done so, Jimmy, the like button, but who are the mongs that join the thumbs down? Oh, it's, it's cool, mate. Listen, don't worry about that. It's not a problem. Listen, it's, it's open to uh, to everybody. I appreciate what you're saying, but it's okay, mate. It's no dramas. Uh, Scott says, morning, Scott Fisher. Hope you're well. Raining in New Zealand. Okay, New Zealand's raining. Uh, Simon says it's raining cats and dogs here in Colchester. I like Colchester. Colchester was great. And, uh, well, I say it was great. It was good until I got banged up in MCTC. <laughs> that wasn't so good. I don't know if you know what uh, MCTC is, the Military Corrective Training Centre. And basically, when you're in the army, if you're a naughty boy, you get sent there. And here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. is, And, and I let's not get into a, a deeper meaningful about that. But what I'm trying to say is this. I've done a bit in the can in the public world and I've done MCTC and MCTC, my Lord, I think is how it should be in the real world because the minute you walk in, you never walk anywhere. You double, you're doubling on the spot the whole time you go in and you come out fitter than you've ever been in. It's just mental and it's just discipline, 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 shouting, screaming. It's just, it's just, it's what it should be. You know, it should be a deterrent. And uh, so, yeah, so I, I know Colchester, good place. And um, I'm from Colchester, that's where I met my, my first wife, Lisa, because uh, we went down to South End to uh, drinks in Mr. Tot's nightclub, and I met her in there. And uh, she was mullered, mullered. i never forget it, never forget it. I was in the nightclub. She was plastered all over me, blah, blah, blah. 
anyway, we're getting the, the minibus back to, back to the barracks to Colchester and um, uh, to Hyderabad barracks. And uh, so we're going up there and I came outside in the car park and there was a monster of a guy with a big beard, big dude. I was like, oh, hello, you know, what's he about? And uh, she's gone, Howie, Howie. And I'm thinking, Howie, who is this? Is Howie. It was her stepdad, Howard. And he's come to pick her up. And and uh, I'm like, oh, no, like, here we go. And I said to the lads, I said, oh, I said, just watch me back, lads. I said, I think we're going to have it here because I was expecting him to go mental because she was mullered. And he went, oh. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, mate. You said that happens all the time. I was like, oh, okay. And I never took the warning. I married her. <laughs> married her, never got divorced, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, there you go. Another another day, another story. That's one for over the over a beer over the bar. Uh, right, where are we? Um, nobody, man, just me. Here we go, Trevor. Here's to the <laughs> Honestly. Uh, hi, Trevor. Has any of the walking street been damaged in the flooding? Well, we have got a damage in walking street. I'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but no, the, you know, the flooding has been horrific. Yesterday was a rainy day. Um, but, uh, last week, uh, was when the real bad, uh, rain consistently came. And obviously as everybody knows, it's not rocket science that, uh, we can't deal with the rain here. It's just impossible. So yeah. Uh, right. Where are we? Um, Mr. I says, hi, Trevor. You spoke very well on Phil's podcast. Thank you. And again, I'll talk about podcasts. It's, it's crazy how these these things are coming, and I've already got it planned to talk about these. But yeah, the podcast was great fun. Really enjoyed it, and uh, I've got a podcast series out ourselves, which I'll talk about in a bit. <coughs> um, right, let me try and catch up. Where are we? Du, 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 uh, raining cats and dogs. Rusty Lee, good morning, Trevor. It was nice to meet you and James. Yeah. So yesterday, uh, I was with James, uh, aka Chocolate Man, on YouTube, and uh, we met for a coffee in the morning and was just having a chat. And uh, Rusty Lynn, he came over and said hello. Lovely, lovely guy. Really nice guy. Follows both myself and James. And uh, yeah, it was brilliant. Nice to meet you, my friend. Thank you so much for coming over and saying hello. It's really, really nice of you. So uh, why are you up so early? Pippinell, hey, you're here. You should, be, you should be asleep, my friend, not awake. Uh, Kirat Kumar says, my name is Kilat. Well, then why'd you spell it? Kirat. <laughs> you wrote it. <laughs> well, I hope you did. Um, uh, Will says, are there any leagues of cricket and football? In, uh, is Yes, mate. We've got everything here. There's a, there's a lot of expat leagues. Um, the rugby is great fun. I've covered that many times. The Paddy of Panthers, they have a sevens, uh, a sevens tournament every year. Not obviously right now, but they used to have a sevens series, uh, sevens series every year up at Horseshoe Point over on the dark side here on East Patea. And that's a brilliant two-day tournament. And uh, do you know what? I love rugby. I played rugby and I shattered my scaphoid bones, so it made it very difficult. Um, but, yeah, rugby, I like it. it. It's a proper man's game. They kick the crap out of each other for, for the duration of the game, and then they sit in the bar and get drunk together. I think it's brilliant. I, I love it. I like I like rugby. I like rugby. Um, I haven't seen me mum on it. I wonder if my mum's on him. She might be asleep. Uh, Dallas Dollar says, uh, morning, Trevor. Great work you do. Thank you very much, my friend. That's very, very kind of you. Uh, and this is great work, mate. Thank you, my man. Um, Deke the Trucker, can we now bar find the buzzing girls? Now the bar isn't going to be on the roof. Well, okay. So let, let's just clear, clarify this. The actual service staff, as in like, I think there'll be about six, seven girls. No. And the reason being is, number one, if you take them out of the bar, Imagine you're the guy that's coming after us and there's only three girls there and you'll be saying, come on, where's my beer? Flipping out. You're, that's a negative experience. You're just going to get up and say, do you know what? I went that buzzing bar, mate. Flipping out, waiting ages for a beer. So that's not going to work. Secondly, after they finish their shift, they are free to do as they please. 
that's not difficult you know exchange a line or whatever you want to do with her I, I really don't mind that's that's entirely your business but when they're there to to work they're there to work regarding the situation now yes the rooftop bar is not going to happen we're now going to uh, um, unit share with uh, escape I actually think that every cloud has a silver lining and I think the silver lining out of this is it's going to be much, much better. The upstairs was a great concept. I thought it looked stunning. I thought it was going to be amazing, but there was a lot of feedback about going up and down steps, going up. And also if you've had a fair too many coming down and, and they're valid points, very, very valid points. So I think now moving forwards, like it will be a lot better, um, but don't forget, there will be a lot of freelancers in there. I've got a, a, a great connection with all the girls here through the photography and through the bars. When they finish work or if they're freelancing, then absolutely I will get them into the bar so you'll have plenty to uh, entertain yourself with. Don't worry. Uh, Simon, you're a good man helping charity time. Well, thank you, my friend. I've been doing it for donkey's years, and, and the problem is, is where the YouTube channel kicked in so quickly in terms of like the the support it got a bit out of hand it's not you know i'm not going to hide it it got out of hand so I, you know this way it makes life a lot easier we can draw a line in the sand and say right moving forward let's keep it controlled visible accessible and then everyone can then see what's going on um and you might be wondering why i'm why i'm talking about this it's because unfortunately there was an incident uh, a while back where somebody did raise a huge amount i mean we're talking serious money now and it all went a bit pear-shaped he said i wasn't involved and i didn't even know the guys nothing to do with me but i know it lost it, it left a bitter taste in a lot of people's mouths and i understand why i get that and of course those people that were affected are seeing what we're doing i think he's doing the bloody same he's another scammer and it's not but i understand why they tar me with the same brush but anyway let's not go down that road the point being is there are links in the description below any support you want to send for either the food handout or the children the links are down below guys please use those links and use those links only and then that way it's crystal clear right okay uh seeing those beer bars uh Edward says seeing those beer bars and gents club on the road around the lake makes me think you could skip all the crowds and still get into plenty of trouble on the dark side you know listen the dark side, East Patea, Mapachan Lake, the, the video I did with the cycle. People think it's just a desolate, boring, dull place. It's not. Remember, there's a lot of expats live over here. There's a lot. There's a big expat community. Admittedly, it's not as big as it used to be. A lot of people have now gone home. But nevertheless, it is a big expat community. And on the basis of that, of course, there are bars there to deal with the expat requirements, as in like what you would expect in the town city centre. Granted, they are perhaps more than likely past their sell-by date in terms of what's in the city centre. But nevertheless, the bars here, you can have a good laugh. And when the bar opens in, in, the, in Tree Town, the buzzing bar, I will do uh, a, a bar crawl, once a month bar crawl, around the dark and take you to like some of the gentlemen clubs we've got over here, some of the bars. You know, there's some good places. It's not quite as all doom and gloom as maybe people think. Um. John says, hi, Trev. Is there an expat newspaper in Patea? Works really well. Do you know, we used to have a magazine here. Well, not magazine. We used to have a, a, a big, um, what's, the, what's the one? Is it A2? A I think it was A2. It wasn't A3. It might have been A3. No, that's two A4s, isn't it? Yeah, two A4s is an A3. I think it might have been a, A2 or A3. Uh, but anyway, we used to have a thing called Buzzing, um, Buzzing Lifestyle. It was a big, big paper. 
And we used to deliver 10,000 copies uh, all around the, the Mapuchan area where the expats are, generally speaking. And uh, I have been been pushed quite a lot about people saying to me, will you do that? Because we, we, we are in the process of putting together an online one, which would be very accessible and easy to, to uh, follow. But, yeah, you know, we did that in the past. Um, I think that uh, I think that that kind of thing is, is an opportunity. It's definitely something we can pursue, and it's something I've done in the past, so I'm familiar with it. So, uh, yeah, never say never. Uh, Crocodile Dundee says, hi, uh, Trev, how much do you think your content will change when Patty, oh, it will just be so much better. You know, let's let's be straight. Okay, right, I'm scratching around on the surface at the moment. I really am. You know, there's no, there's no point hiding it. It really is. It's tough out there. There is very little. It's like, the like. okay, let's, let's go. Um, where are we? I'm very conscious. Okay, no, that's good. I'm up to speed. All right. Um, oh, man. See, I've just pressed that button. It's going bling. Right. Um, you know, it's like the, the, the fire in Walking Street. And I'll show you the pictures in a minute and talk to you about that. The minute the fire happened, every YouTuber in the world went, let's go, let's go cover it, let's go cover it. And I understand why and I get why. Me, I didn't bother. Because what's the point? You know, if I go down there and say, oh, hey, guys, look, there's a fire in Walking Street. You're like, well, we know that. There's 500 other videos. So I tend to stay away from the news to things like that. So will my content change? Absolutely. There, there's a huge amount coming. Don't forget what I do. I go into all the Agogo bars and all the uh, beer bars, etc. I'm the photographer. So I'm access, I have access and privilege to access to many, many places that a lot of people can't get access to. And more importantly, I can make videos. I can take photos, etc., etc. Um, and then what we'll do is the, uh, the interesting photos will go into the members area out the way so that uh, it's not in public view so all those kind of things will come to the table once these places start reopening it's like like okay here's a good example so three mermaids now three mermaids is a beautiful beautiful place and if you get yourself accompaniment for the day or the weekend or whatever it may be or you've got yourself a missus it would be perfect to go there it's stunning it's beautiful but if i go there now Hey guys, I'm the only one here. Let's have a look around. And it just looks terrible. It looks, and it's not good for them because you're going to look at it and go, well, it's bloody empty. Well, obviously it's not good for me because it doesn't look good because it's empty. It's just a, it's just no good. So when things do reopen and do things, uh, things do get back to normal, absolutely a hundred percent that I will then in turn cover those angles for you. And, and yeah, there'll be a lot more content. I'll be talking to the girls. You know, I know loads and loads of girls here. I know loads and you know some of them will happily sit down on camera with me and chat no dramas at all so you'll have interviews with the girls we'll have interviews with the bar managers we'll show you around bars and soys when it's busy you know there's there's a lot coming yeah um alistair says looks like thailand could be opening up from the first of october with a sandbox program uh, yeah there's a there's a lot of talk i think like uh, the 15th of october seems to be the one they're banding about the most uh, John, thanks, Jeff. Have a great day. Bet for me. Okay, cheers, my friend. Take care. Thank you very much for joining us. Trev, have you thought about doing a slight... Oh, mate, the shirt. Now, <laughs> great shout, mate. Great shout. Um, for example, just having the budging... Buzzing? Puh, can't get me words out today. Buzzing speech bubbles as the logo on the shirt. Yeah, you know, Terry, who takes care of all the shirts, you know, we have been in conversation about different designs. Now, let me just show you this. Right. This is a proper schoolboy area. Guys, you know what I'm like. It's no point here. So look at this, right? Uh, hang on. Let me go there. Right. Uh, flipping out. Right. How about I just look at the shirt and let the camera do it? Right. See that there? 
Now that's meant to be lightning. <laughs> See, look. Uh, that way. Yeah, that was meant to be lightning. Um, fuck me. Yeah, this way, down here. That's meant to be lightning. That's in crazy explosions. I've had so many people say to me, mate, you need to wash your shirt. <laughs> Dudes, I have got very good personal hygiene. You can't be in the military for six years and not have good hygiene. And people that have been in the military will know what I'm saying. And uh, we, used to, we used to have a thing called a Reggie bath. And... Um, well, let me explain this to you. All right, so we're in, Col uh, Col we're in Germany. My, my first introduction to my actual regiment, I've done my training, done my, my basic training in, in Winchester, and then I was posted to Cellar in uh, West Germany in, uh, in Trenchard Barracks. And uh, anyway, so I'm over there, and the, the introduction, you got two introductions. Number one was you got your welcome to the platoon, and uh, I was in uh, our company in 9 platoon, and they – initiated you and i don't need to go into that but anyway it was it, it was okay it was i survived but you also got to witness people that were subjected to what they call reggie bath and they can't do it anymore it's against the law now it's, it's considered bullying and it was <laughs> you know, there's no doubt about it um it was a man's world there now the, the army's a boy's world in my opinion but anyway but the reggie bath so if you had a if you were gunji if you didn't keep yourself clean obviously remember we're a tight-knit of guys working in very close proximity especially if we're like in trenches and stuff like that and you don't keep your hygiene up to speed we used to have a in the in the um in the washroom we used to have a thing called dobie cages now dobie is an army slang for washing so you'd have your dobie cage and these cages were like narrow like this about so high and about so deep and if you were gunji what they would do is a group of the guys would, would grab you and they would physically stick you in one of these cages. And I mean it, this happened. This is no BS. They would physically stick you in one of these cages and they were steel cages and they would then lock the padlock and then they would get the, the Vim. The, remember Vim? Remember Vim back in the day? I don't know if it's still going now, but anyway, they would get Vim and they would pour it over the person. They would then open the cage and with the bass brooms, they would scrub you down. And then they would get the fire hose. The fire hose was always nearby to the to the exit door in the bathroom. And they would then power wash you down. And, yeah, I've seen it happen a few times. And trust me, it's not nice to see. I never had it because I, I kept myself clean. But there are some people, sadly, that hygiene is not their issue. So, of course, that was a massive, massive, like, oh, my good Lord. Like, that's – that's. but when you're in a close-knit proximity and it's, you know, you've got enough pressure as it is without someone stinking like like a cesspit – well, then, you know, that was what it... But, yeah, I mean, guys that have been in the army, you'll, you'll know the score. You'll know what I'm saying. Um, JJ said, did did prisoner escort there? For, oh, so you must be on about MCTC. Yeah, what a place, mate. Clipping out. Man, I got in a row down in the city centre. And uh, the thing with regiments is it's quite a weird setup because we fight each other because we hate each other. But when we go to war, we love each other and we support each other. How does that work? <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, I got into a fight with a load of guys and it all kicked off. Blah, blah, blah. I got arrested by the RMPs and they stuffed me in there. <laughs> Hey-ho. Right. Um, Michael says, my Thai girlfriend just dumped me because I can't get the time. Well, I'm sorry about that, my friend. And hopefully you can sort things out. And yeah, I appreciate it. It really is. It is uh, it's tough, mate. It's tough. And I'm sorry about that. Uh, Diet Greyface, do you think you'll have to be vaccinated to go to time? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, mate. Uh, and I can see it coming now. They're talking about the um, uh, the vaccination certificates to get your visas here, if you're here. So, yeah, it's going to happen. And, you know, listen, there's no point to it. It, it is, you know, it's going to happen. The Waffler. <laughs> Trevor, you look fabulous. Cheers, mate. Uh, regardless of Jimmy talking nonstop about your ears, 
me logos on Discord. I think you're actually looking younger these days. Well, thank you very much. Thank you so much, my friend. And I will send that check to you in the post, I promise. Um, all right, let's go. Let's keep catching up. It's good. Uh, Gordo says, hi, Trev from Canberra. Hello, my friend. How you doing, mate? Um, NYC, how far in advance do you have to book Buzzing Taxi? Is Buzzing Bar going to be open in mid-February? Oh, mate, we'll be open by mid-February, definitely. We're, we've uh, submitted the plans. All right, let's let's do this bit quickly. Trouble is, see, when I start talking, I get a million comments, and then I feel bad because we don't cover everybody. Um, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Um, oh, man. where? Is, oh, yeah, here you go. Right, so this is how the new bar is going to look, and this is the proposal. So basically, we're going to open up the entire front, and then you're going to see there, there's seating all the way in. The bar is at the very end at the back right-hand corner there. Uh, on the right-hand side of the front will be a pool table, which at nighttime when we go into the uh, into the escape theme, that will either be covered up or we'll leave it open for people to enjoy a game if they want to. It, you know, it's a nightclub. I bar do that kind of stuff, so maybe that will work. I don't know. We'll see. And that's how it'll be. And what we haven't put in that is where you see on the, on the left-hand image there, you see where those two, like, the uh, grey squares are. Well, they're actually doors that will become the entrance to the nightclub when we close that front bit up where the grass is. And then what will happen is above that, I don't know if you're aware, but above that is actually a, a seating area. And where those two little grey squares are at the front on that left-hand image is actually a small, very tiny uh, balcony. It's tiny. But we plan to put in uh, planning permission later on to go right the way across. So you'll have a viewing balcony up the top, which you can access from being both inside and outside. So, you know, things like that. So it does look good. It's going to change. Um, I think it will be a lot more for the better. So, you know, happy days indeed. And, yeah, there's, there's a, a lot going to come from that. Uh, so regarding the uh, the taxi, anybody that's interested in the buzzing taxi, uh, please drop me an email and uh, we'll send you on. You're not going to get spammed or any of that rubbish. Basically, what we'll do is we'll acknowledge your email. Say, yeah, thank you very much. We'll be back in touch. And then as things progress with the taxi, of course, then we will then notify you and say, look, guys, and we're going to put it on the website. So you can go to the website. We're not going to hammer you with flipping, oh, look at this, look at this, look at this. none of that stuff. Uh, right, okay. Uh, Anthony says, big fire in Nasher Club. Okay, well, let's do that one then. So the big fire in Nasher Now, you may or may not be aware. I can't imagine you're not aware because if you follow, uh, follow Pattaya, you will have seen this everywhere all over the uh, news. Um, but there was a huge fire. Here you go. Uh, there you go. So this is Nasher Club. And this caught on fire very, very recently. Oh, sorry, so I'm a quick swig of my uh, coffee. And uh, there's some other images. Now, basically, if you weren't aware of what Nasher was, Nasher was a, a very popular club. It was more of an Indian club. And it was in uh, Walking Street. And it was a very, very nice place. Incidentally, look at that picture. When I put this picture up the other day, I thought, what's that about? VVIP. You're a very very important person i mean vvip flipping out talking about ott um so yeah that that's what it looks like and uh it caught fire there's a lot of claims it was an insurance job etc etc um i did speak to somebody yesterday who happens to know the owner that's not in the country very very well the owner is coming back flying in as we speak um because there is some discrepancies in terms of like the insurance he's already openly said that he he's you know he's going to lose millions um, so I don't think it was, you know, it's, I can't say it's nothing to do with me. I, who am I to say it's an insurance job? It's absolute BS. But yeah, it was the claim. And that's what a lot of people say. But they're, they're investigating it. You know, the fire investigators are there doing their thing and, and sorting through the, the ashes and all the rest. I mean, it's absolutely gutted, like, like beyond 
it's just destroyed. So, um, and, and I've heard another rumor, and these are only hearsay, so don't hold me to this, but I've heard another rumor that basically um, because of the, the heat, because of the damage, that that actual floor space area now is considered to be unsafe. And so therefore what they're now saying or what it's been rumored that they're saying is that basically you can't um, you can't rebuild on it because it's unsafe. Now, I don't know. Don't hold me to that. But that's what they're saying. So, you know, your guess is as good as mine on that one. Uh, right. OK, where are we? Um, let's catch up very quickly. Sorry if I'm if I'm missing some of your comments, guys. I do, do apologize. Uh, Dave Ball says you were a back or a forward. If you're talking about uh, rugby, I was a scrum off. And uh, I played a lot of school and uh, I played for the school's first team. And I, I went to a school <clears throat> in London where money started to talk. And we had a young lad called James Seawood, never forget him. And his father was very, very wealthy. And he invested a lot of money, so it appeared. I'm not really sure I was only a kid then. But all of a sudden, James Seawood wanted to be a scrum half and he took the, the, took the shirt off me. And, um, you know... It is what it is. You know, I was gutted, to be fair. I was gutted. Yeah, he took the number nine shirt. So, yeah, I was a scrum half man. And I loved it because you got the, the sort of like the mix of both. You know, I get to watch them kick the crap out of each other. And uh, I actually had a spell as a hooker, hence why my ears are pinned back. Um, I did have a go as a hooker, not that kind of hooker, a rugby hooker. <laughs> but it was – I just – it, I just felt so helpless because your arms are up here around your, your, your tight and your loose head props. And then you're engaging in the scrum – and you've got to just, you know, just kick the ball. But, but you, you, you were powerless. And, of course, like either of the two, the two uh, forwards were binding on, well, they'd throw in a swift hook. And you're like, what, where does that come from? You know, and you can't do nothing about it. So, yeah. Um, and he says, oh, mum's here. Okay. Hi, mum. How you doing? Um, right. Let me try and catch up. Oh, yeah. My mum says, of course, mum's here. Was here before you. <laughs> well, that's not surprising. All right, uh, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. I want to catch up, mate. Is the honey bar still open? My mate Heinz is the owner. Uh, is the honey bar? You mean uh, the honey in Soy Honey, the Gentleman's Club? Is that what you meant with uh, Graham? Help me out there, my friend. I'm not sure which which one you're talking to. Sorry. Uh, Barry Emmy, good morning, Chuck from sunny Somerset. Word. No cider drinkers. <laughs> He's probably from London, just living there. But anyway, hello, mate. How you doing? Uh, booking a trip in May 22. Good on you, Ben. Nice one. Uh, Nick the Greek says, everybody hit the like button. Yeah, if you, if you want to hit the like button, it'd be fantastic. Thank you so much indeed. Uh, Barry says, still a lot of golf being played with the Patea Sports Club. Patea Sports Club. Yeah, I got there in the end. I was trying to think what it was. Okay, that's cool, mate. Yeah, I think I think over this lockdown, I think a lot of the golf courses, I think, have stayed open. I mean, clearly I'm no golfer, so I don't really know. <clears throat> Uh, Danny Sharp says, hopefully you can come for every year. Of course you will, mate. No dramas. Um, Simon says, morning, Trevor. Up early. Second jab this morning, 9 a.m. So, yeah, I'm going to have to sort this out because I did that whole thing like you log on on the app and I've had diddly pit from it. Nothing. Not even an acknowledgement. Zero. So, you know, I have heard, and maybe you can help me on this, mate. I have heard that uh, you can do a walk-in in the afternoon and then they'll process you and register and then they'll connect with you. So maybe I'll have a go at that. Um, Trevor, you've been to Pascal's and no, I know the restaurant, mate. I know the restaurant. No, I haven't. And, um, yeah, I, I, I was, no, that's a lie. I've been there a long, long time ago. Really, really beautiful place. Very, very good food. Um, but I will go again, you know, once things reopen, once things, you know, get a bit busy, then yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> uh, Rocky, Rocky, Thailand news. Yeah. Have you thought of a, 
Andy, have you ever thought of a hair replacement system? The wigs that glue on, you leave my hair alone. <laughs> uh, Robert says, uh, seen on another channel that five provinces are going to open without quarantine. Um, yeah, I mean, there has to be some form of movement. Of course it does. has to be. So I think so. You know, I think that will happen. Um, man, see, I just press this flipping button and that's... <clears throat> Right, I'm going to have to start from where it, it's just, I'm, I'm so sorry. I really don't, I hate this system. Um, Gerard says, a lot of potato girls have found ways to make a living online. Do you think it will affect the amount of girls? No, no. You know, there's this big concern about, oh, OnlyFans and all this other stuff. Listen, guys, number one, yes, there are some girls, and I've said this many times, and I stand by what I say, and I know it physically because I do their photos for them. There are some girls that make a huge amount of money. But there's a lot more girls that don't. You know, there's a lot, lot more that don't. They might get the odd donation here and there, but there's a lot that don't. And when they come back to the bars, ultimately they're going to get a small salary of some description. I'm not sure what they get paid, but they will get some form of salary. Secondly, when you guys are all over here, they, they're not stupid. They know there's the footfall. They know that you're all going to be here and, you know, you've all had – well what's effectively almost two years where you've had nothing to, to come and enjoy. So they know you're going to be cash happy. So, you know, I don't think it will. I think the biggest problem we're going to have, and I really do think this is going to be a massive problem. I really do. Is you've got bar A and you've got bar B. Bar A says to the one girl, I'll pay you X. And bar B says, I'll pay you Y. And she's going to go, oh, which one should I go to? I think there'll be a lot of bar hopping from the girls. I think you might go to a bar one day and the next day she'll be gone. And she'll go to a higher bidder. That's what I do think will be a problem. Uh, Tindon Krauss says, I hear Ice from the VIP is doing the bag challenge on Saturday. Yes, she is, mate. Yeah, very, very good. Really good fun. Really, really good fun. Um, Clive says, the def definite quarantine meaning all are still reporting back to hotel every day. Just too much hassle. PCR test through. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is it is a mess. But let, let's see where it goes, mate. Let's see how things pan out. You know, it can't stay like this forever, obviously. So let's see where we go. Um, <laughs> Mr. Massey, you're a pongo chef. Now be nice. <laughs> I haven't heard that nickname for ages. Man, I love, see, I love it. I love it. Um, Dallas Doss says, yeah, the lightning on the show is disturbing. It is, mate. It was a complete mess. I mean, a, a total mess up. Look at that. I mean, and it does look like I've stained myself. It does. I'm not going to lie. It was a complete Stupid move. Another one. Add that to my long list. Right. I'm really worrying because, listen, guys, I've got like I've got so many comments here and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Anti-Venom, thank you very much, my friend. That's very, very kind of you for your support. Uh, we don't believe a word you say. 4-2 Commando. Yeah, it's funny, actually. Uh, well, I can't think where it was now. Someone said about, oh, are you XSAS? Behave. Anyone that's in the army will tell you one thing. Well, I'll tell you two things, actually. Number one, it's not what people think in terms of Billy Big Spud and all the rest of it. They keep themselves to themselves, absolutely. And anyone that's genuinely in, in, the, in those kind of uh, services, don't brag about it. And, and that's point number two. You don't tell people, you know, and, and it just makes me laugh when people say, are you excellent? Am I? Hell? I was in the 3rd Battalion, Royal Green, Royal Green Jackets, uh, I joined in well, I think it was 77 would have been about 86 and I left in 92 and done six years. I served in Germany. I went over to Jamaica 
and then I served again in Colchester, and then I finished off in Netherhaven doing my support weapons wing, um, my uh, my release course. SAS. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what we call it? Sausages and sandwiches. That's about the only SAS I'm, I'm good at. <laughs> right. Um, Red flag. How much is the buzzing taxi? It's only a thousand baht from, uh, from Swami. Mate, listen, we're not going to compete with a thousand bars, but then you're not going to get a thousand bars stuff. Let me show you. Let me just quickly show you. Right. Uh, let's get this one out of the way. Uh, have, I, have I left it on there? I might have taken it out, actually. Hang on. I think I took it out. One second. Oh, no, I haven't. Right. So here's the interior that you don't get for a thousand bar. So two big captain's chairs with uh, folding uh, footrests, etc. And you can watch that TV, 32-inch TV with surround sound, etc., etc. Air conditioned, the whole shooting match. And there's another visual of the, of the screen. So you can see there the nice, comfortable chairs. If you want to do some work, there's a laptop table. And we are going to be putting a dongle into the vehicle so you can connect to your Wi-Fi and you can do your work if that's what you want to do. Uh, that middle part there, you see where the four cup holders are and that, that square? Well, when you open that square, in there is a fridge and we will put drinks in. Uh, whatever you request, we'll put the drinks in for you and cold flannel so you can wipe your face and uh, everything. And then there is a back seat there where uh, those of you that may seek to be welcomed, uh, there is that opportunity there for you to be welcomed, if you know what I'm saying. Um, now, talking of welcoming, let me get this uh, done, please, because otherwise I'll forget. I know how rubbish I am. Uh, I just want to welcome some new members. Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Here we go. Um, I would like to welcome uh, David Newby, Paul Crookshank, Boys Toys and Raven UK. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Please send me an email, uh, 247pate at gmail.com, and I will in turn uh, send you through your digital ID card. And I know at the very, very beginning, guys, I haven't missed you. Don't don't think I'm being rude. Um, I know a few new members joined earlier on this this, uh, this chat. And uh, thank you very much for that. And again, please send me your details. And next, uh, what's today? Today's yes, yeah, Sunday. I will I will welcome you on the screen like I've just done there. So thank you very much for joining. And uh, if you haven't subscribed, guys, and you and you want to join and uh, become a member, great. You know, it'd be fantastic to support the channel. Thank you so much indeed. Right. Uh, okay. So where are we? Um, oh, I want to catch up. How many buzzing? Uh, how many buzzing taxis will you have to start with? One, mate. We just got one. I mean, let's listen. When I make the videos, okay, so basically let me just update you on the vehicle. So we've we've uh, changed all the boots. Um, sorry, we've, we've replaced all the tires. Sorry, I talk in my language. Um, we've replaced all the tires, the brand new tires, all the brakes have been serviced, everything's okay. That's spot on. Uh, the interior is very good. It's very, very high quality. It was a Japanese stroke Chinese businessman's uh, vehicle that he kitted out purely and only to welcome Japanese um, businessmen to his factory uh, down in Lamchabang. He spent literally over a million baht on the interior could you believe and um so anyway so it's a very very high quality vehicle will we be able to replicate that no no it's just when you see it and, I, and i've got a couple of girls that are going to do some photo shoots with me and some videos etc with the bus and show you what, what how it works etc etc um so you know we can't replicate that it's just crazy money crazy crazy money and that's why we made sure we got that vehicle because at the, the end of the day the nuts and bolts are that you can replace a tire, you can replace a wheel, you can even get an engine, you know, serviced or if there's something wrong with it. Not that there is, it's in brilliant condition. But to build the interior just off the range, I mean, crazy, crazy money. But, you know, you know what the Japanese, Chinese people are like? They like to impress. And my Lord, when you see that, when you actually, I've, I've yet to have anyone looking going, oh, that's all right. Everyone's gone, what is this, mate? Look at that. And I'm like, and it has, it's got the incredible, incredible wow factor. Um, so, yeah, we'll only have one to start with. 
and I can't I can't see his rent. What we probably will do is that vehicle will stay for the airport runs and for people that want to uh, go to like maybe take their girlfriend or their family want to go to a jolly, maybe up to Bangkok and back for the day or thing. You know, we want to try and make it as available as possible for everybody. And then maybe moving forwards, you know, initially when we do the bar crawls, especially when we're going to go to like Bang Chang and we go to the dark side or when we're out of town around the Jantons clubs, um, I'll just hire a normal minibus. And, you know, I don't know, guys. You know, I really have no idea where this journey will go. It might be that we are busy and that people want to use the minibus for doing, like, I want to do day trips. I want to do excursions. I spoke to Neil from Real Divers. Now, his part two is out tomorrow. Um, I'm going to go out and do a, a diving uh, course. And I'm paying for it. So this is another thing that people say, oh, I bet you get a load of freebies. No, I don't. I never take the freebie because simply because at the end of the day, it's biased. So I am going to go do diving. So the point being is, I want to organize things. I want the buzzing bar to be a place where you want to go and do stuff. You want to meet people. You want to have some fun. You want to play some pool. You want to listen to music, whatever. It will be there for you. One of the things I always found myself personally is that when I used to come here in the afternoons and the mornings, it was pretty boring to be fair, because I didn't really know where to go or what to do or where to find the things I wanted to go and do. I'm hoping that with the buzzing and the special discord where we're connecting on that, I want to take that emphasis away in terms of giving you options. Listen, guys, on Friday, we're going to do a diving course where you're going to go out, do two dives, get your food, et cetera, et cetera. Then afterwards, we're going to go back to the buzzing bar. We'll have some beers. We'll have a bit of a, of a, of a get together and then you go on your way. I think that'll be popular. I don't know. Do you, do you think organized trips like that will be popular? I don't know. Let me know. Put, put me a comment down. Let's have a look. Um, I like to go for a look, Todd. It was a cheap place to stay. Oh, sorry, guys. I missed that. Uh, right, here we go. Uh, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Uh, Anti-Venom says, 42nd Commander, gear up infantry. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's weird, though. It's, it's brilliant. You know, I remember when I joined the Army, they drill it into you that you are in the best regiment in the whole British Army. There is no one better than you. And it causes, ironically, it causes so many fights. You know, especially when you're in a garrison town. And the garrison town, if you're not sure what I'm referring to, is where there's more than one regiment. So, like, for instance, Colchester is a garrison town. So, you know, there's like six battalions there. So you can imagine, you know, you're going into a bar, you're on the on the pop, and you look at someone like, what regiment are you in, mate? I'm an Anglian. Bang, here we go. Bob, 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 bob. Because it just, it just happens. And, you know, the cherry tops, the old RMPs, they'd be, uh, honestly, if you wanted to have a bit of fun... It, for a YouTuber, if, if I don't know if it happens much now. I mean, I'm talking what, 30 years ago now. But if you were a YouTuber, it would you would have such a quality channel because what you could do is on a Friday and a Saturday night, go down to the town centre and just video. You'd watch. They'd be spilling out of pubs, fighting. There'd be 10, 20 guys rowing at a time, fighting at a time. I've, I've been there, done it. Because you're you're just conditioned to believe you are in the best regiment no matter what. Even like the Ordnance Corps, you know, which are box sackers, and I'm not being disrespectful to the box sackers, but that's what they do. But, you know, all these, you know, the pioneers and all these different regiments in the army, Navy, Air Force, you're all conditioned to tell each other that they're not as good as you. And then we kick off. But, yeah, when there's a war, mate, you've never seen so much camaraderie as you'll ever see in, in the forces, in my opinion. Um, Red Friends is scrum half as a six. No, number it's a nine, number nine, mate. One to eight is the is the uh, scrum. Nine is your is your uh, scrum half. Ten is your fly half. 
11 and 12 are your inside and outside centres. Uh, 13 is your, is your wing, 14 is your wing, and 15 is your fullback. Uh, Neil says they did the same thing in the Australian Navy as well. We called them grubs. Grubs. We've got some great nicknames for each other. Uh, right, let me try and catch up. Okay, cool. I'm caught up. Right. Uh, Harry says, reference to taxi. Will you have pension or discount? Just asking. If you can get your left leg up and follow it with your right leg and get in the car, no. <laughs> um, Nigel says, any news on the lad from the boxing place? Yeah, he's in the hospital, my friend. They're, they're taking care of him. We're going to try and find out. Um, we're going to try and find out how he is. But we didn't know his name, so it's very, very difficult. Uh, third gen sailor. We come together. and Yeah, you know, it's... it's yeah, it is exactly that. It is exactly that. Um, Diligent Craft says, nobody is going to believe I'm XSAS codename Diligent Craft. Uh, Mord says, I didn't know you were a rugby man. Well, the school I went to, um, it was I had, a, I had a bit of a, a difficult situation because I love football. But my school banned football. Our headmaster was a guy called Clifford H. Fisher. And he was, uh, he was a horrible man, to be fair. Um, our school back in the day, you know, I'm sure guys, you know, if you're my age, you'll remember the ruler and the cane and the slipper, uh, you know, all these kind of things that just can't happen nowadays. Um, but he was, a, he was a brutal man, brutal man. But he loathed football, absolutely loathed it. So he installed that there was no football ever to be played in our school. And it wasn't. So it was all rugby, rugby, rugby. And here's the funny thing, right? Here's the funny thing about rugby. And I look back now, I think you tit. But at the time, I thought, yeah. So I went to a, I went to a school called Beverly Boys School. And it was just on the outskirts of New Morden. And all of our teachers, like Mr. Purdy, Mr. Green, um, oh, uh, Geraint Morse, these were all teachers that were playing semi-pro rugby for people like Harlequins, uh, London Irish, you know, they were big years. I mean, our woodwork teacher, Mr. Purdy, my God, he was a mountain of a man, mountain of a man. But every year, the first team got to, to play the got to play a match against the teachers. And as a kid, you used to think, oh, I can't wait, because I was in the first team when I, when I was pushing forwards. And I thought, I can't wait to get in and smash him and give him a few right hooks and get away with it. They used to beat the shit out of us. They really did. They were grown, powerful men. We were just wannabes, and they used to beat the shit out of us. Oh, man, it was never a good idea. Never, never a good idea. But, hey, it was fun. Uh, Buster going now. Trevor, we should get our second win. Yes, come on, uh, against the Burnley. Let's turn this season around. The mighty, yeah, I, I, I hope so, mate. I hope so. You know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's going to be an interesting journey, let's just say. Um now, listen, Paul. Right, let me have a swig of your coffee. You're getting it now. Hang on. All right. So, what Paul's called us there is the falling plates. And I'm going to nail you, mate. I'm going to nail you on this one. So, basically, the Green Jackets used to get the nickname of the falling plates. And if you're not sure what we're referring to, is when you go down to the rifle ranges, they put targets at the firing plates. And you're pinging them off, ping, 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 and the plates were down, 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 down. And what happened was the Green Jackets did more tours of Northern Ireland than any other regiment back in the day. So, of course, when the IRA used to engage with you, they would pop you off. And, you know, sadly, we lost a few people, and it was it was a horrendous time. It wasn't. And so 
again, this is our kind of like weird sense of humour. Like the army or the, the other regiments would call the green jackets falling plates. In other words, when the IRA popped you off and you hit the ground and you're gone, it's like being down the rifle range and going, and the plate goes down. However, Paul, the real falling plates were called the green Howards. The green Howards, if you Google it, the green Howards are originally what was named the falling plates. And the Green Jackets just picked that name up, but we're not actually the Falling Plates. And we, our actual nickname should have been and, and was the Turncoats. And again, you might not know what I'm talking about here, but basically the Green Jackets had a coat, a jacket, that was green on one side and camouflaged on the other. So when you was to go into like uh, uh, forestry areas and, and um, you know, out, out in the Yulu, if you wanted to blend in more with the scenery, you would take your jacket off, turn it inside out and put it on, and then you would blend in like you're in camo. So, uh, yeah, flipping, falling in place. Were you, what regiment were you in? Come on, drop your red. I want you to put yourself out there. Come on, what regiment? And don't say SAS. <laughs> uh, all right, come on. I want I want you there, Paul. I want you. Oh, hello. Right, so he was in Tidworth. So I'm going to go. You were, well, I don't know how long ago. Tidworth used to be the guards. There used to be a lot of guards in Tidworth. Um uh, Paddy, Jimmy, thank you very much for your support, my friend. Thank you. Uh, did rugby do that to your ears? No, but it's going to do it to yours when you get older. <laughs> um, yeah, Tibworth. Tibworth was was more of a guards and the queens, if I remember rightly. I might be wrong now, so help me out. Come on, what were you in? Uh, excuse me, young man. That was a precision part of engineered science on the football pitch. Lucky indeed. Flip now. Uh, next to the Royal Green Jackets. So you're an Anglian then? You're an Anglian, I'm guessing. Then, if you're saying next to the Royal Green Jackets in culture, that, that was the Anglians. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Mr. Morris says they are in big portrait. <laughs> Behave. Uh, inside out says, I've never met a Scott Caprine. <laughs> Thank you very much, my friend. That's very, very kind of you. Thank you so much indeed. Uh, Scott Green says, any fishing trips buzzing with girls in bikinis? Uh, we are going to have uh, some boat parties, yes, and I put that in the Discord the other day, so you have a look in there. Um, yeah, th there are going to be some kind of like things like that available, absolutely. All right, so uh, where are we? Oh, we're near my quiz. I've got some great stuff for my quiz. Great stuff. And, guys, if you haven't already joined, have a look at our Fantasy League. Um, check it out there. Oh, sorry, let me get rid of that. Come on one second. Uh, there we go. Yeah, um, have a look at our Fantasy League, guys, and uh, join in there. It really is a bit of fun. It's not too late. You can still join, still win prizes and stuff. And uh, Mark's busy there doing all the uh, all the stuff for it. So thank you to Mark. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing terrible. I think I'm about 130th in the league. Uh, Hey-ho, it happens. Right. Uh, all right. Now, before we do my quiz, uh, I've done that. I've done that. I've done that. Right, yeah, podcast. Let's talk about podcasts. Um, so I've got a podcast series. <clears throat> and um, I'm quite surprised, actually. We've had we've had a lot of interaction. So what I'm doing is some of the coffee chats that I've done that are way back in the past, I've put onto a podcast so you can listen to them if you want, if you're working, stick them in your logos. Um, it's done quite well here. Look, here's um, – oh, let me do that one first. So I've only done a few. So I've done uh, AJ's one, which we did recently. Bazza. Now, if you missed my interview with Bazza on YouTube – Guys, check him out. He's a brilliant guy. And I'm going to go back and do an, an, uh, a, a raw 
podcast with him because he is the man in the know and he's got some unbelievable stories. And he's a genuine guy. You know, he's got all the photos everywhere. where he's in Gladstonbury and when he was doing his porn and all the rest of it. He's got it all there, mate. He's a legend, absolute legend. But on the back of that, four, uh, five uploads, I've had, I've had 140, I think, the yeah, last 14, 121, sorry, 121. And I've only posted the first one. Oh, that's the wrong one, sorry. Here we go. I only posted the first one on the 11th. So what's that? Four days. One, two, three, four, five. I've done five, five vid, uh, videos, uh, videos, podcasts, and uh, there we are, 121. So yeah, unbelievable. And what I'm going to do is, once I've got enough, I'm going to move them over to the website, and then there'll be a page there we can just click on it and watch it. I share them on Discord every day as I upload them. So hopefully uh, that's all good there. Uh, right. Okay. Where are we? Let's just uh, let's just check, um, and then we're going to go into our quiz. I uh, used to be. Uh, Used to be a lot of queens in the North Bank of Highway. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, good, good, good. Okay. So let's do the quiz then. Now, I did, I did it right last week. I've done it right on, on uh, Sunday. So here's a quiz. So basically what I'm going to do is it's our quiz that we do. I enjoy it. It's good fun. It's cryptic clues, cryptic clues, and you're going to try and work out where it is I am. All right. So the, I've got three questions. And each question has got three cryptic clues, and then I will reveal the answer at the end. Let's see how well you know the area. So question number one, without one of these, I would be in a world of trouble. Without one of these, I would be in a world of trouble. Where am I? Where am I? And there's your cryptic clue. Where am I? Do, do, do. Let's see. Let's see. A lot of you uh, commenting. Um, First Battalion, Royal Hampshire's nice. Nice. Fair play, Paul. Fair play, mate. Uh, Anthony says, as a fan of Richard Sharp novels, the Green Jackets with a rifle. Yeah, with a uh, King's Royal Rifles. We had, we had three in. Royal uh, the Rifle Corps, the King's Royal Rifles. Oh, man, I should know this. And I can't think of the third one. Um, man. Uh, right. So, come on. Where are we? Without one of these, I'll be in a world of trouble. Uh Chop Harris says, Boys Town, no. Uh, Dylan says, I'm in the condominium, no. Immigration, no. Uh, Sat on the Kazi, no. <laughs> uh, Shane says, 7-Eleven, no. Dallas says, Boys Town, no. There's a lot of references to Boys Town here, no. Definitely not in Boys Town. So come on, where am I? Without one of these, I would be in a world of trouble. The wife, she's on her way down, literally. She's literally, in, uh, she's been on the... But no, she's just about to get on the bus. Yeah, coming out and see me for seven days. Can't wait. Cannot wait. Um, Joyce is a condom. Aaron says Patea. Uh, condom from Gordon. Police station. Jeff Ives, visa. Right, let me help you out. Here we go then. Number two. This will make it a bit easier. There you go. Number two. Uh, the girls here will give me more than just high blood pressure. The girls here are more than uh, high blood pressure. Uh, inside out says, why are your teeth back? Because I used to just not brush them when I was younger. And uh, the damage got done. That's it. Uh, mate, you must be amped to see your girl. Yeah, I can't wait, mate. I Honestly, I cannot wait. I'm so, so. And tomorrow and Saturday, I'm going to be off. All I'll do is in the morning when she sleeps, I'll answer any comments. Um, but I'm not doing nothing. I'm having two days where we're just going to head off. Oh, bloody hell. Right, let me see who was first. Oh, man, really? Oh, flip me. It would have to be waistcoat. 
Waistcoat Wheeler got it. Flipping heck. Man, yeah, he's got it. There you go, yeah. It was, it was Pulse. Um, oh, really? Thailand, Geordie, Pulse, Richie Rich, Pulse. Norman, Massage Shop. Yeah, nice, mate. Watch watch the VIP Massage. Man. Uh, David Hastings, Pulse. Andy Smith says, Hospital. No, my friend. Paul Pateo, Dave T, Pulse, yes. 6-1, no. Pulse, go, go. Uh, the clap. <laughs> Buster Gunner says, the clap. Ladyboy Bar, Pateo Hospital, Viagra Dealers, Hairdresser, a Massage Shop. Jimmy's coming late, Pulse. Uh, go, go, Bar, Ladyboy. Right, Okay. Man, yeah, he did. He, he waistcoat wheeler got you there, mate, just before. And the third clue, there you go. Uh, the third clue, which was very step inside. We have plenty of nurses here ready to give you the kiss of life if needed. And it was, in fact, yes, it was Pulse. And here's a couple of pictures of the girls in Pulse. And uh, it's a great place. It's in LK Metro. And uh, it's a fun environment. There's a lot. Of, they've actually refurbished it inside now. They've They've moved the stage slightly forward a little bit, and Jason's put another area at the back. There's another area at the back. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's a good place. It's right as you go in from Soy Bacal. Uh, it's on the right-hand side, and um, it's right near uh, Climax on the corner. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good place. Go in there, guys. You'll have a good time. You'll have a good time. Uh, Waistcoat Wheeler says free beer. Get lost. I didn't even ask for that one, so you can wait. And you can you can pipe down as well, Sweet Cheeks. Right. Um Okay, we're all right. Number two. Um, yeah, I think this one I might be a bit all right with. Let's have a go. Right, here you go. So, number one, I have a pool table. Where did I spell the word table? Oh, flipping hell. I have a pool tabel <laughs> as well as a dartboard, and I'm open to players. Ah, oh, what a schoolboy era, tabel. I have a pool tabel as well as dartboard, and I'm open to players. Oh, okay. What a spelling. No. Is next to John's Loom. Yeah, John's Loom. With his new bike now. He's got his new bike now. Uh, Dave Hastings says, I Rovers. Uh, Tell says, uh, Pulse was great before the late slot. Yeah, it was. It's a good place. I like it. I like it in there, mate. It's a good place. And change your shirt. Pink doesn't suit you. You should be wearing a buzzing shirt. <laughs> uh, I Rovers. No. Scott Green says, uh, Danny, uh, sorry, Patty Jerry says, Danny Sports Bar. Nope. Uh, the Booze Lounge, no. Ladyboy Bar, no. Danny Sport Bar, no. Billabong, no. Retox, no. Infinity Nightclub, no. Travis Robert, no. I'm only going to do this. Come on, boys. Get your thinking caps on. Come on, Infinity, no. Um, uh, Billy Bond says, no need to worry about disease. Just wear raincoats always and be, yep, correct. Uh, tall redhead, I don't know what you're going about. Sportsman, no. Come on. Mr. Knight, you've only gone and done it. No, Gordon, you're wrong. It's not the endless bar. All right, so uh, Paul Patel says scooters. No, right, let me let me give you another clue. Here you go. Step up, as the girls are all ready to make sure you have a good time. Step up. Devil's Den's closed, my friend. Gone, no more. Pink Panther bar, where's that? Never heard of that one. A midget bar. <laughs> be nice uh pink panther scooters devil's den no come on guys come on pin up oh nope uh area 51 nope an 80s bar nope the beer hub nope hello i'm only on a winner here flipping hell heaven above nope da -da, da -da. 
I'll tell you what, I reckon I might have won this one. Any other? A slap and tickle bar. Uh, Gary says, heaven above. Nope. Nope. Rooftop of the buzzing bar. Nope, it's not happening, mate. Not happening. Right, last. Uh, nope, no, right. Okay, then last clue. Here we go. An English style with an Australian owner. That's got to give it away. Come on, that has to give it away. Aaron says, kink, no. Widow spoons, no. Come on, guys. Come on, that's giving it away now. You've got to know this. Walking Street, no. Uh, what are we on? One minute and eight, 40. I'm going to give you to one minute and nine, 40, 20 seconds. Let's get the guesses in. Hillary's house, no. Robin Hood, no. Hillary's, no. Irovers, no. Bar with the back and white steps, no. Billabong, no. Flight bar, no. Any bar and story made in time, no. Five seconds, honey, no. Hemingway's, no. But, but, Thailand, Geordie, mate, tick yourself off there, my friend. It was Corando's. They have a pool table, and they've also got a dartboard as you go in. Step up, because they got steps at the front. You've got to walk up to get in. And, uh, obviously, Rocky is the owner from Australia. And, uh, yeah. Brilliant shout there, my man. Well done. Fair play to you. And also, I saw someone else say uh, Corando's. Yeah, Daz at 7685. Well done, my friend. Um, yeah, the rest of it was uh, rubbish. Thailand, Geordie. Do you know what, mate? You come in the buzzing bar. I'll get you a beer, mate. I'll get you a beer for that. All right. So, uh, and if you haven't been to Corando's, here you go. These are some of the girls that work in there. And uh, this is a interview I did with, with uh, Rocky. And there are some of the girls there that work in there. It's a really, really nice place. It's quite relaxed. The girls are very friendly, but they're not full on. They're not pushy or anything like that. Um, definitely what I would say is a, a good place to start your evening and uh, then head off into the night. And, uh, yeah, really, really nice place. And Rocky's a really nice guy. Really, really nice guy. Okay, last one then. Bale, Neymar, and Carrasco would fit in nicely here. Bale, Neymar, and Carrasco would fit nicely in here. Think about it. Think about it. It's bloody raining again. Flipping hell. Got to go out this morning. Doing our food handout this morning. No good. All right. Okay, so think about it. Bale, Neymar, and Carrasco would fit in nicely here. Uh, Dazza says, nice pizza too. Yeah, really, really good food. Very, very good food. And uh, that was where Rocky is originating from. He had uh, some pizza restaurants. He had about three, I think it was. Something like that. Um Paddy Jimmy says, Spain, Windmill Serenity, Arsenal's first team. Oh, that's a bit harsh. Uh, the Sportsman. Uh, Lady Boy, no, 10 Bart Toilet. Uh, Bo, no. Dive Bar, Jimmy. Well, you're. Kevin was right. At the beginning, I can't believe you've done that instantly. Flipping hell. Kevin Marshall, yeah, unbelievable. Jeff Ice is a dive bar. Jimmy says a dive bar. I didn't even get past one. Ah, oh, here was my other question. Here you go. Uh, be careful, the puddles can be quite deep, obviously. And uh, number three was snorkels and face masks are not required unless we flood again. And uh, that was a relative to the, the uh, soy pothole because obviously, so the Bale, Neymar and Carrasco are three uh, 
Jimmy sends a question to Easy Andy says dive bar. All right, all right, all right. Um, yeah, those three guys are uh, renowned for being some of the worst divers in football. Uh, be careful, the puddles can be quite deep. Obviously, soy pothole and snorkels and face masks are not required unless we flood again. In other words, when you go inside, it's a little bit uh, off the uh, off the floor, so the, the rain doesn't go in there. But yeah. Ah, okay. And uh, in case you've never been in, here's a selection of some of the girls. And uh, I interviewed Dean recently. Lovely guy. Really generally nice guy. And uh, as you say, you know, you go in there and it really is a fun place and uh, you'll have a good time. So, yeah, pop in there. Uh, soy, soy chai poom, soy pothole. Head yourself in there, guys, and uh, you'll have a good time. Okay. All right. Uh, Paul says, I always take a snorkel and mask to the bars. <laughs> really? Hmm, okay, all right. <laughs> Each to their own, I guess. Uh, right, where are we? I think we've done that. We've done that. Uh, okay, we've done. Right, um, we were talking about the the, the uh, we were talking about the army a little bit uh, ago, and I just want to share this video with you because this was great fun, and uh, I shared it on um, on on the Sunday last Sunday. Have a watch of this. What? And I do have to say, if any of you have ever let off a round, uh, you'll know the recoil. And it really does. If, if you don't get it firmly into your shoulder and you've got a good grip, mate, honestly, it done half a, it can uh, it broke my nose when I had the GPMG. And, that's, and this is one of the things, see, when you watch these films, I said this on Sunday, you watch Arnold Schwarzenegger or Rambo giving it with their GPMG in the hand. Impossible. Absolutely impossible. You cannot hold a GPMG with one hand and fire off a, a, a load of rounds. Impossible. It'd be up and down. It'd be on the floor. You'd be, oh, it'd be horrendous. Absolutely cannot be done. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Third generation sailor says shoulder is destroyed. And it really does. It can be awful. You know, if, if you don't lock it in and get a good hold, firm bang, you know, it's in your shoulder. If you give it a, an inch, even just an inch, bang, and it really, really does hurt. Really, really does hurt. Uh, the SA-80, yeah, I had the SLR, and then um, the SA-80 was introduced, and it was really weird. You went from, like, a, a what I would consider to be a, a, a real rifle to then this, like, plastic thing, and it was, like, with a suit sight and all the rest of it. It was, like, really, really weird. Um, yeah, I did, yeah. I broke my nose because I didn't listen. I thought I knew best. And uh, when the instructors were in the firing range, we'd done it Winchester firing ranges, and uh, first time to engage with the GPMG, a general-purpose machine gun, and so I, I was on the ground, and I, and I, you know, you got your finger on the trigger, and you got your hand just here, and you meant to put it into your shoulder, and I didn't, and it went bosh, and, and it broke my nose. Really, really did a, I had blood everywhere, and, and the uh, NCO just came over and said, "I told you, put it into your shoulder." I'm like, yeah, okay, I got that bit. Uh, best stick to air pistols, yeah, forty-four Magnum with one end. Um, am I doubting Arnie? Shame on Yes, I am. I am. Yes. Uh, it, it, it can't, it just can't be done. There's guys here mentioning weapons. They'll tell you it's impossible. You could not hold a GPMG with one hand and fire a load of rounds off. Absolutely impossible. Uh, Danny says, off to bed now, just donate to the food. And thank you very much indeed, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you so much for doing that. Top, top man. Um, oh, flipping out. It's absolutely bucketing down. Now, let me show you this. Look, 
you open your window no, i can't open the window can you see out there i don't even see that torrential rain that needs to stop i've got to go out today flipping out anyway yeah another another bad rain oh man right um so yeah yeah i am i am doubting arnie mate it cannot be done impossible impossible uh right now uh we were talking about dive bar and on saturday uh, sorry not saturday later on this afternoon a uh, video will be coming out of my fitness change so i mentioned uh, the other day about the the bag game so saturday is the bag game and that's going to be the last one for a while i've done 10 weeks now i think it's run its course i think it's a little bit boring i think maybe for you guys i think you're probably a little bit bored um but basically i just think that it's done its course now so we're going to hold off for a while i might revisit it later and what i plan to do is i've got uh, some other ideas with the bad game where i might put two girls against each other rather than me being stood in there to get me out of the way um you know we do things like that. but i'm doing the fitness challenge at the moment with the dive bar now i've done three and the third one will be out later on in the afternoon you you look and a lot fitter than me you look very healthy very what's that three oh man four do these all day seven oh this is just so easy eight i feel like in here it's really tight yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. well it's not good it's not your ass it's mine <laughs> yeah, it hurts yeah. what are you doing <laughs> it's hard enough as it is without you hitting me with a spatula all right no cheating okay none none like like my last week yeah you got it all the way down here I was cheating last week. <laughs> Behave yourself, go right. You ready? Come on, last. You don't even look like you're trying. I got more weight to push up than you have. Oh, one, two, three. Oh. Keep yours straight in a minute. I'm, what are you doing? Go away from me. I'm doing it. Keep straight. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. What do you mean, yes? Yes, that, that was ten. That was ten. Yeah. So, uh, needless to say, yet again, I got put through the uh, the ringer with the girls, and that was new. And um, so, I've done three now. So, the question I'm going to ask is, and it's a question I was going to throw back to the channel. Really, I've got the opportunity to do another two. Shall I do it? Shall we keep it going for a bit of fun? Or is it like, no, leave it out. Let's you know, knock it on the head. I don't mind. Either way, guys, I'm really not bothered. Um, but I thought it was a bit of fun. They do they do put me through it and they cheat. They, they so cheat. It does me head in. Really, really do cheat. So I don't know. What do you reckon, guys? Shall I do another couple? I can go and do a couple more. And uh, what I'm also going to do is I'm going to be um, – I've spoken to a gymnasium, a boxing gym, and I'm going to go down there and do some um, – some, uh, coverage of boxing and stuff down there as well which i think would be quite nice uh jimmy says what a body i know she was lovely mate wasn't she absolutely lovely <laughs> i know your game um do the static rowing challenge oh no do you know what um oh god what's his name uh oh man richard richard at the castro gym now he's got a static rower and you want to see him on that flipping hell oh but i am i am i am gonna have a good go soon about uh, getting like a lot fitter, a lot fitter. 
Yeah, I know. I've, I've said it a million times. But I, no, I am going to have a go. Um, Dan says, can you date massage girls like bug girls short time? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, you can. You can exchange numbers. Um, to be honest with you, you know, if you're going to go in for a, a massage, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, just, just go in and uh, let, let the, uh, the course of the massage take its course. Uh, Dazza says, yes, but the girls have to be in bikinis. Well, I ain't wearing no bikini, mate. You ain't seeing my hooters bounce around. <laughs> Not a chance. Not a chance. Uh, Paul says, I keep my muscle exercised every day. <sighs> Come on, my friend. Come on. Um, Trainer B says, evening, Trev. That wall is definitely stronger than Arsenal's. I mean, our defense is hopeless. You know, I've been saying this for years. And, it, and I don't want to get into a football conversation, but let me let me put it a different way. What is the point of working your nuts off up the front and putting the ball in the back of the net to then see a Sunday morning pub league schoolboy error at the back? I would be gutted and I would just think, you know, what's the point? And yeah, our, our defense has been absolutely rubbish for a long, long time. Uh, Jeff says, Trev, do dips with Brian. Yeah, I, I interviewed Brian ages ago. Do you know what? For a guy that's uh, he's had an open chest surgery, he's broken all the bones in his body, he still goes out in cycles, he still keeps himself in good shape. And he was telling me he can still do 70, 70 dips on the on the go. I mean, man, that's you know that that's good. That's good. Fair play. Uh, Jerry says, Trev has a bikini body after all that cycling. Did you like the chocolate on my chins? Oh, blimmin' David and uh, Mike, we go out cycling Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We, we cycle a long, long way, like 50, 60K, and it's good. It's good. I enjoy it. I love it. When we did the Mapachan Lake, what happens is, like, I cycle, obviously, and I do all the talk and tell what's going on, etc., etc. And David cycles behind me with Mike, and David does the cutaway shots for us. We stopped off to have a chocolate uh, – well, not. We actually stopped off to have a drink, a coffee. I chose to have a chocolate milkshake, so I thought, why not? And it came with all this cream in it, so I'm, I'm, doing, my, I'm doing the chocolate. And, you know, I had a bit of chocolate right here. Finished off the, uh, the, uh, the ride, did all the exit video and all the rest of it, came back, put the video on to start editing. I'm like, man, they left me with a big chocolate blob of my chains. <laughs> Uh, Ryan says, I worked with Brian the week before he came to sign. Yeah, nice on me. Yeah, he's got a place now called View D Apartments. So if you are uh, someone that's followed Brian's career and, uh, you know, superstars and judo, et cetera, et cetera, and then if you want to uh, meet up with him you know, and, and you're looking for a good place to stay, they've got a swimming pool. It's a nice uh, apartment. It's, it's out the way. It's, you know, it's, it's in a nice, quiet area. It's called View D Apartments. Um, check him out. Check him out. It really is uh, a good place to go out. And he's a lovely guy, really lovely guy. Uh, Paul says, so no centipede or earwig bug challenge then. Well, I'll tell you what we're talking about. Let me come back to that one. Let me come back to one. Um, I reckon you could do loads of dips, including the biscuits. Oh, mate, I could do two packets, I reckon. Uh, cycling on electric bike. <laughs> oh, I wish. Oh, I wish, mate. There's no electric. I'll tell you, it's not electric. Ah, oh, I see now there. Uh, A.S. says, could have been worse, could have been all you. I know, but well, this is what I said to him when we finished. I said, flipping hell, you could have told me I had chocolate on one of my chins. Um, Trainer B says, Trev, food, drink, YouTube, short video. Now, I'm glad you've said that. You've led me into what I want to actually speak about. So I got an email from uh, from YouTube's whatever, whatever. Anyway, I got an email from YouTube. And they've 
invited me to participate in a shorts program that they're running where they want me to create shorts and post them onto our channel. And, you know, don't, 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 don't think for any second now it's something special. It's not. I'm sure they sent this out to millions and millions of people. But my point being is I got this email. And a short is a video between 15 to 15 seconds to a minute long. And I thought, well, I don't really know what to do about the shorts. You know what I mean? Because right now there's not a lot to be. I mean, I guess moving forwards, perhaps I could do, do a minute of uh, like a soy, soy six or soy seven or soy eight or walking street, LK or tree town. I guess I could do those. Um, but I asked the other day, like on a, on the uh, YouTube channel, on the the, the uh, post that we put out, what you want to, what would you consider me to cover? I had some really, really good responses. So thank you very much for sharing that. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to do some shorts where basically I'll go off and maybe I'll go and get like five dishes or five insects and just do a little quick snip because you have to edit the video. So it's always in, it's always in your, in your phone mode. And then I've got to use an app on the phone to quickly cut each bit so it fits within the minute. So, and uh, Rocky, yeah, do you know what? Quite a lot of people have said to me, can you do shorts of girls in shorts? <laughs> I could do, but I've got to be very careful because I don't want to put anybody on the camera that doesn't want to be on the camera. So I'd have to ask her first, which is a bit, I know it's a bit creepy, isn't it? Excuse me, can I just film you walking down the road with your ass? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I don't think... Uh, I don't think I do. Uh, Paul says, gentlemen clubs for sure. It's not enough time, mate. A minute is not enough time. I have done a video previously where I went to five of the most popular gentlemen clubs here. It's in the, in the channel. Um, once things reopen and we do get back, I want to go and do a video per club. So you've got the opportunity to actually see an in-depth one of all the clubs with their girls and with the setup and with the food, because well, you know, it's good. It's a learning curve. So, when I did the first time video, I didn't really engage with like menus and food and all those kind of things. I just said, look, this is the club. These are a couple of the girls and that's it. Looking back, it was a pretty lame video, to be honest with you. So what I want to do now is moving forward is I want to go back to each location and actually cover it properly, show you where it is on the map, show you how to get there, talk about what's inside in terms of like pool tables, bars, comfy seating, TVs food menus, drinks available, all those kind of things. So I will cover these in a lot, lot more depth, a lot, lot more depth, because the first video I did, to be honest with you, I covered five, was pretty lame, to be honest. Uh, use it to promote future videos. Yeah, well, th this is Bo's thing. What Bo does is when I do a video, she'll do a coming up. So she gets the phone and, and it says, hi, guys, coming up tomorrow. I'm interviewing Neil from Real Divers. Check it out. It's in the video tomorrow. So she's kind of got that um, that done. Where I get a bit, I get a bit struggling with is it's the amount of content you're getting thrown at you, and I'm very aware of this because I put a video out every day, one a day, sometimes two a day. So, like for instance, like you got the the live stream now, and then later on, late this afternoon, you're going to get the new fitness video. Sunday morning, you're going to get the video of what I do today when I go out and hand out the food, and then Sunday evening is our live stream. So on those two particular days, you get two videos. Um, I do want to cut down on the amount of content, if I'm being honest. Not because I don't want to put content out there, but because right now, you know, I'm going to stop the bad game. So that's Saturday free. So Saturday I'll make a walkabout video and, and go back to doing what people enjoyed the most. Um, Sunday, the video for the, the food handout. As I said, you know, once people start to return into work, to be honest with you, it's that, that will become a short video. That will be like a little shorts. 
you know today's handout and it'll be like one person two person three person four person and that's it so because it won't warrant a big video and so that that will disappear um the the fitness challenge that's going to end eventually like you know i don't like putting two videos out a day but i do it just because i want to try and keep people up to date with what i'm doing because monday and friday is always a coffee chat and i quite like the coffee chats uh, Paul says, not sure the one-minute vids are worth it. Personally, I'd like four or five minutes about the food restaurant bar so I can learn a bit, to be honest. One minute. Yeah, I, I, do you know, I, I'm not going to disagree with you, my man. I'm not going to disagree. And this is why I'm hesitant to do them so much. I mean, I've done a few. Um, it, it seems to get reasonable watches and interaction. But, yeah, I mean, it's – like I said, I don't want to be doing them every day and all that rubbish. I might do one or two a week. I'm not sure. Uh, Dan says, great, do it. Uh, Gary says, what about a compilation of Arsenal's goals? <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> uh, how about a new tire word a day? You could film and prepare a bunch at once. But let's let's be honest, right? And again, you know, this, this is just me being honest. If I was following this channel and I don't really give a damn about learning a tire word, and every day there was a Thai word of the day. I'd be like, oh, God, come on. It would just negate me out of the channel. It really would. I would just be like, you know, I can't be bothered following that. Every day I get this, this, this word of the day. I think where Discord comes into the, into the zone is what we could easily do, and I can do this, is I can get Bo to do a word of the day or I'll do a word of the day, and we put it in there. It doesn't have to come to YouTube. See, it? This is where I'm, I'm slowly going to start to, to push away from YouTube. And I'll explain about the directory in a second. So ultimately, YouTube is more videos about what's going on and, and like things that I can deal with in depth and, and walkabouts. I know the walkabouts, they seem very popular. A lot of people have said about the walkabouts. Can you keep doing the walkabouts? Can we really enjoy them? And I will. And what I also plan to do, and I'm going to look into this, I'm going to be brave. I don't really want to do it because I'm, I'm crapping myself about it, but I will do it. Um, but what I will do is um, I'm going to adventure into doing an actual live walk around. And I watched uh, I watched James Chocolate Man's video the other day. He did a live walk, and it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. So I think for me to do the walkabout and do it live gives people an opportunity to watch while I'm walking and say, oh, Trev, can you just, you know, what's that building on your left? Or can you turn right up that soil? Can you have a look at this? And then we engage a bit more and that will give you more opportunity to actually watch it. And if, and if it's not live for you in terms of walking it, watching it back, well, then you just watch it back, you know, live down soy six and I'll walk down soy. So this bar, this bar, this bar, this bar. Now, when, when everything reopens, Obviously, the aspects of the girls in the bars, that's a difficult one, and that's something I won't be able to do. But walking around in the in the city, providing nobody's in a compromising uh, position, which obviously I will make sure that you're not, generally speaking, I think should be okay. I think that should be okay. So I don't know. What do you think, guys? I'm, I'm contemplating doing live walkabouts. So that's, that's where we're going to go. Um, in terms of YouTube, so YouTube is a fantastic platform and it's, it's enabled us to connect so, so much. It's been brilliant. Discord is another fantastic place where we've got over 4,000 people on there now. It's incredible, you know, 4,000 people. And it's growing and growing and growing. It's getting better and better and better. One thing that I know that Patea lacks, and especially now, more so now than ever, 
is up-to-date information about who's open, what's going on, what they offer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And in the past, there was always a lot of uh, directories and stuff, but they only ever focused on like the main people that would pay to advertise. What we've been doing over the last six months now, seven months, is we've been going out and speaking to every business and putting them on a directory that we're building for free. And including walking into tire places and all these other things, we've been you know covering all those angles. So that's where we've been going in and trying to build what we consider to be a very comprehensive directory. So basically, when you come here, when you need to do something or find something, you know, anything, we hopefully should have options there for you to look at. So we are working very, very hard to um, to build this directory and to get it to a point where it is going to be hopefully a go-to resource where you, if you want to find something, change a tire on a car, hire a moped, uh, book a room, book a restaurant, uh, hairdressers, you know, uh, clinics, whatever, whatever it will be, then hopefully everything will be on there that you can then go to and look around and go, yep, that's perfect. That's what I need. Uh, uh, where are we? John says, live chat, 100%. Nice one, mate. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, th I think it will work. I think it will be good. Um, I think it will certainly uh, be be interesting because then you can guide around which way we go, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All right. So uh, Jimmy says there, please remember, hit the like and comment. Yeah, I mean, if you want to hit the like button, guys, fantastic. Thank you very much indeed. All right. So... Um, any questions, guys, <clears throat> far away, any questions you'd like to, to ask me, and I will do my best to answer them for you. Now, let me just check. I've done Mew. I've done the uh, done that. I've done that. That's good. Uh, oh, I'll tell you what we can talk about now. Actually, let's talk about this. Uh, where are we? Do-do-do-do-do. Uh, okay, so it seems like we're getting spammed. <laughs> All right. Uh, Indeed, indeed, indeed. All right, okay, so I'm not sure. There must be some computer going on there or whatever. Anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, right, let's talk about this one. I'm sure the uh, guys are deleting those comments. Uh, I did a recent video there on flights to Pattaya and uh, tips and trips. Really, really good, guys. Thank you so much, everybody, for uh, um, putting in your information. There's some fantastic tips on there. Really, really was good. So thank you so much for that. Much, much appreciated. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was a really interesting video. Uh, let me just move that back off. Uh, all right, there we go. Um, yeah, it's a really, really good video. And so many interesting. And, of course, at the moment, people are, are really seriously now considering to come over. And I guess the question has to be is, if you are able to come over this side of Christmas, will you? And if not, when do you think you will come over, guys? When do you think that you'll be on this side of the fence rather than where you are at the moment? Um I hope that it's pre-Christmas. I really think it has to be, if I'm being honest. Um, I think it's pre-Christmas. I think it has to be end of November, beginning of December time. I think that's pretty much where it needs to sit. And fingers crossed that is what will happen. I think worst case scenario, maybe January, February with the quarantine stuff. And I think Songkran this, next year, Songkran will definitely have to happen. I really do think so. Um John says there, I'm changing my booking from November to December. I hope it's all sorted by then. Yeah, I hope so, my friend. I, I think it will be. Um, where are you? 
trainer says i'm booking for christmas 2022 so you're talking about christmas next year mate nice okay cool um yeah i mean it's a bit of a chicken and egg situation because obviously if uh if they if they open the bars and you don't come here then they're going to be in the, in the world of trouble because obviously you know the landlords and you know these landlords are pretty uh, sharp the minute you open that door any possible relief on rent etc you're going to get nailed you know the bar owners are going to be saying um or the, the landlords are saying come on let's have you let's have your money's worth so i think that aspect will always become a problem for the bar owners on the other side of the coin if they don't open and then you come out here you're gonna be like well why have i wasted all that time and money to come out here if nothing's open and i really honestly truthfully i was talking to brian the other day and, and brian said to me he quite openly said he said when the bars are allowed to reopen it, it's going to be a nightmare for him because number one he has to then get all the girls to come back to the bars. Number two, he's got to clean the bars and prepare them all and get all the beer lines cleaned and pipes and all the rest of it stock. Number three, he's then got to pay all the, all the rent to any of the landlords that have, have given him any relief. And then number four, he's got to sit there and hope and pray that you guys come over and, and visit. So, of course, if that doesn't happen, then he's in a world of trouble because he's then going to pay all his, his bills, his expenses, and et cetera, et cetera. So he's got a massive, massive problem facing, as does all the bar owners. You know, Brian's is, is obviously escalating more because he's got more bars here. But nevertheless, whoever opens a bar is then going to be faced with it. Yep, let's have it, please. I want your rent now because you, you're open. So I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh Al says, uh, "Would would have loved to have been there without all the other tourists." It is. It it's weird. Do you know what I mean? It's it's weird. It's like where you kind of like adjust. So we've been so used to not having anyone here, and now suddenly they've opened the restaurants again and allowing people to dine inside. And it's quite surreal to then go out and then sit down and have a have a meal. It's like, oh, I I, I can sit here. So it is, it is quite weird. Um, it is refreshing in, in some respects to be able to walk around and not have thousands and thousands of people. But then also it's sad because it's the hive of activity that makes this place so special. You know, everyone coming here, the hustle and the bustle. It'd be like, well, not being like, I guess it's been like it. I'm, I'm sure London, you know, and all these capital cities around the world that are normally so hustle and bustle and so busy – I'm guessing that, you know, when lockdown was on and they were empty, it must have been surreal. You know, I wasn't back in England, so I don't know, but I'm guessing it must have been surreal. Um, so, yeah, to have the quietness here, it's, it's nice, but it's also a bit eerie because you're not used to it. But now we're getting used to it. So, of course, when you all do come back, I'm sure we said, bloody hell, I wish it was quieter. <laughs> um, Oz and New Zealand are going for zero COVID, but you'll have it all to come as soon as you open up. Yeah, it seems to be quite a lot there. I've seen there that a lot of uh, Australia seems to be in in uh, very very strict rules. I believe. I, I think I don't know. So forgive me for asking a dumb question, but isn't it stricter there than what it is here? Is that is that I'm keen to get that feeling? Um, Brian wasn't complaining when he was raking it in from half a dozen um when you put that menus in my bar yes I, I don't think he's no yeah i understand what you're saying um of course you know 
it's horses to courses. The more bars, the more overheads, the more liabilities, etc. I'm not defending that, and Brian won't defend that himself, you know. But to be fair, if you were locked down, say, for a month, I don't think anybody would complain. I don't think anyone would say anything. I think people would just go, do you know what? Yeah, okay, I'll deal with it. If you were locked down for three months, again, I think, although it wouldn't be nice, I think people would just suck it in and go, yeah, okay, it's, it's three months. Let's, let's crack on. We're near 18 months now, and that is a monstrous time here, a monstrous time. We've had little snippets of activity where they allowed us to reopen and then close us down again. We've had little snippets. So in order for, for owners of bars to be able to sustain all the overheads and the girls and everything that's been going on, you know, in fairness, whether you've got one or 100 bars, it's an issue. Obviously, the more bars you've got, the more the issue is. And I'm, I'm, you know, Brian's, Brian's one of these people. He gets a lot of grief, and I think he gets a lot of negative uh, publicity. I know sometimes Brian maybe doesn't connect with you in the way you want, etc. As probably I don't. But the point being is, you know, he he takes a lot of the rough with the smooth. So he, you know, he does he does take a lot on the job. To be fair to him. Um. Paul says, Did you miss, do you miss your chocolate? Do you know what? I'm actually, I don't, believe it or not, even though I'm fat, I don't actually eat chocolate. It's not really so. I used to when I was a kid, but then I'd burn it off, so it never really mattered. But when I come over here, chocolate's not really my kind of thing, to be honest with you. Um, Jimmy says, yes, Australia's lost the plot. Some people won't lock down. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I'm not really um, I'm not really sort of sure about what goes on there, other than the fact that I do know it's, it's been uh, pretty brutal. Uh, Lost in Australia says, I've stayed in Patea over Christmas and I found it too busy. It is a, a really, really busy time. I mean, Songkran's even worse. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, is, um, it is a busy time. Of course, you know, don't forget, it's a lot of like Europe's winter time. So they come here for some sun during the winter. And, of course, it, it is busy. But, yeah, I, I do understand what you're saying, mate. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Terry says, been a bit surreal being back in the UK and life going on as normal with no mask. Yeah, I mean... The other day, I, I was just flicking through the, the TV and they were doing some highlights of football. And to see stadiums rammed, rammed with people and there's no mask, etc. And, and as you say, like life is normal. I'm at, I look at it and it's like, are we in a time warp here? You know, it, I don't know when it's going to when it's going to change. Got to change soon. Really has to change soon. Uh John says, can't wait to dive into a steak at Soy Diana Steakhouse before a night of merriment. Yeah, I mean, we got some great restaurants. You know, Patrick's, Patrick's Steakhouse, man, he, he does some great, great steaks in there. Um, you know, Sportsman, Darren down at Sportsman does some good food. Um, Witherspoons, you know, they've got a new chef in there. She's very, very good. Um, <clears throat> so there's a lot of uh, a lot of good places. You know, Cafe Desert Me, Cheek, uh, Peaky Blinders. Or, you know, th there are a lot of good, good restaurants here. Um, I'll tell you another place, Mally Brew on Beach Road. If you like your jazz music and you like uh, live performances, again, you know, that's another place to go. I went there and I interviewed the, uh, the manager there and I did a video about it. Really, really lovely place. Lovely place. Uh, Peer Bill Split says, nobody saw this coming, though, literally 100. Yeah, you know, I, I'm sure you all do. I'm sure you all remember when the first lockdown came into place. People were all a bit like, oh, okay, well, what's this about sort of thing? Never anticipating or even considering that as we sit here now, somewhat 18 months later, that we're still in turmoil. You know, it's, it's, um, oh, it's ferocious, absolutely ferocious. 
Um, Mr. T, another great Martin. Mr. T, another great live chat. Been watching your channel for the last year. One of the best from Patea. Don't lose your mojo and keep up the great work. Uh, yeah, thank you very much, my friend. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm cool, my man. I'm cool. You know, I'm, the whole point of what what's been happening with uh, with buzzing and and with the YouTube and everything, it's a learning curve. You know, it really is. It's an incredible learning curve, and I've enjoyed it, good and bad. You know, even some of the negativity that I've I've had, and you know, the trolling and all the other stuff, and and you know, the discussions I've had. Some of them, even though at the time they're not very welcome. When I sit back and, and look at it, I think, you know, yeah, that is a fair point. And I will, you know, try to, to adjust and take on board comments, especially if they're constructive. You know, and it is what it is. Listen, I can't please everyone. You know, I see some of the comments. I'm like, seriously, how old are you? You know, grow up, flipping hell. But then at the end of the day, I also see other comments. I think, you know what? That's a fair shout, mate. I'll take that on the jaw. So I think where maybe people would get a bit uh, rattled is if I said, I don't care what you think. And, so hell with you, I'm going to do it my way and just blank them out. But I do listen. I do take on board constructive criticism. I am changing things. You know, there are a lot of things that are going to change. And also buzzing as a, as a, as a brand, you know, people said to me, where is it? Uh, people are saying to me about, uh, yeah, you know, does he have a work permit? Well, yes, I do. <laughs> and, you know, how, how can buzzing operate? Hang on, let me get this one because I'm a registered company. You know, it's, I don't know. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The point being is that buzzing will move forward. I will take on board constructive criticism. I will amend and change what I can. And if I think it's a good thing, we'll go with it. If I think it's just hearsay or it's just an opinion, we'll dissect it and see whether we think it's worth changing. And if it's just normal drivel, well, then I'll just ignore it, you know. So yeah, I won't lose my mojo, mate. I'm I'm happy what we're doing. I'm happy. <clears throat> uh, oh, sorry. Uh, where are we? Uh, there we go. Uh, Kobe says, agree that even if the bars are to be allowed to reopen in Patea, it will be a tough because it really needs a tourist crowd. Local population is not sufficient to support all the businesses. We see. Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing: is you are right. You are right. The local businesses here cannot survive on the people that live here. And I'll tell you the ones that struggle the most is the Agogo bars. Because like the general percentage of people that live here, live here, don't go to the Agogo bars as much as maybe we think, uh, people think we do. Number one, it's a bit old hat. You know, when you've seen it once, you've seen it a hundred times, it's, you know, it's old hat. Number two, normally like for myself, if I've got someone coming over and a friend or a family coming over and they've not been here before, I say, come on, I'll show you around. And then you go into the go-go bars. And, you know, I think the go-go bars predominantly, especially in like the walking street area are all geared towards tourism and the prices are expensive. And, you know, people say, oh, you're a cheap Charlie. No, it's a realistic, it's a realistic outlook. You know, you can't go into an go-go bar and drop 10 grand on the table night after night after night, unless you're very wealthy. So to go out and do that, you know, there's a difference living somewhere than partying somewhere. You know, when you live here, you've got to lead a normal life. Otherwise, it'll be a car crash. And when you're here on, on holiday, you've got to live every second like it's your last one because you've only got a limited amount of time. They're horses for courses. Very, very different. Uh, Paddy Adrian says, Trevor has more mojo than Austin Powers. <laughs> Shano, two-week millionaires. You know, it's, that, that's another really, really tough topic. And... The tough topic on it is two-week millionaires. So 
people say, oh, the two-week millionaires spoil everyone. You know, they come in, they ring the bells, they show off, they splash the cash, they're buying drinks, they're throwing it around, bars are putting their prices up and people are coming in and just paying it because they don't care. They're like, yeah, whatever, whatever. And they ruin it for people that live here. And yes, 100%, that's correct. That is correct. That is, it does have a negative effect on terms of people that live here. It isn't good. It isn't clever. It isn't something that people go, yeah, well done. However, however, now spin it around. I'm a guy that's worked hard all year. I've saved my money. I've got a pocket full of cash and I want to come and have a good time. Who are we, as in me or anyone else that lives here, who are we to say to that person, you can't do that because you're showing off? Come and enjoy yourself. Come and enjoy it. Come and have a great time. Ring the bell a hundred times. Do whatever you want. Whatever, whatever you do, as long as when you get back on the airplane, you think, man, I had a good time. That's perfect. That's a win-win for you because at the end of the day, what's the point of grafting and then be suppressed in how you want to enjoy yourself? That's not fair. The other side of the coin, like I just said, is for us when you see people going, ding, 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 like, oh, man, really? And, of course, the girls then in turn pick that up. The girls then in turn think, yep, happy days. We'll have a part of that. And so it does become a bit of a, you know, who's right and who's wrong. So, yeah, two-week millionaires, fair play to you. Fair, fair play to you. I think whatever you choose to do, it's your choice in life. You know, and as long as you're not, to, you know, you're not causing yourself any issues, does it really matter? You know, we're always being to pick the pieces up afterwards. Uh, Paul says, I'm proud to be a two. Yeah, fair play, mate. Absolutely. I've got no no problem with it whatsoever. You know, you come over here, you throw the cash around. Good on you, my man, because you worked hard to get it. Fair play to you and enjoy yourself. And I'm sure you do. I'm sure you have, you know, out of interest. What we got? We've got 10 minutes left. We've got 221 people on the chat. So fantastic. So let's have a quick a bit of a laugh and let no, no negativity. Don't start hammering people. Let's just have a bit of fun. How many times have you rung the bell? Give me a guesstimate. If you're someone that comes here and rings the bell 100 times or 10 times or five times, how many times have you been a bell ringer? Just out of fun, just out of interest. What, what's, your, what's, your, um, what's your bell ringing tally total? Kind of, I'm just looking over here because uh, Bo's messaging me. Good morning. I start work 7 a.m. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, how many times have you rung the bell? I can tell you how many times I've rung the bell. <laughs> it's just not my thing. It's just not my thing. Uh, right, where are we? Um, right, let's see what the answer is. Uh, AI says, took me two years to save for my trip, and yet my budget was out the window. <laughs> Paddy Jimmy says, I'm a bell chaser. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Mike W, hello, Trevor, everyone. Hope you're all well. Yeah, I'm good, my friend. Thank you very much for joining us. Jimmy says, 200. Really? Is it? I mean... I'm, the trouble is with me and Jimmy's, we, we rip each other all the time. I don't know when he's telling the truth or not. So seriously, 200 times? Uh, go by car, nope. Uh, Jimmy says, I broke a bell. <laughs> Bing, ding, oh, sorry. Uh, Edward says zero. Paul Murphy says zero. Uh, Paul, three times. Cool spot, zero. Thomas, three times. Uh, Stuart, four times. Tell, once. Uh, trainer says, only once as there were five people in there. Yeah. Um, in 30 years, never. Yeah, fair shout, mate. Uh, the bar call, the bar girls call me Quasimodo. <laughs> uh, Paul says two. Uh, 
Gordon says, I save up work hard, so I budget on 10,000 baht a day. Mate, that's a great budget. Oh, man, you could, you you must be having some serious fun, serious fun with that. I mean, 10 grand, that's, that's yeah, fair play, mate. Fair play to you. Absolutely on the nail. Uh, five, but it was one night. Cool, that was an expensive night. Flipping out, what was your check been at the end of that? Man. Um, Ting Tong Tai says, I've rung the bell a few times on Soy 6 drunk. <laughs> Uh, Travis, thank you very much indeed, my friend. That's very, very kind. Thank you, my man. Uh, greetings from Virginia, USA. Recently, I saw New Zealand All Blacks rugby teams pre-game haka for the first time. I'd love to see that. I would love to. I, I must admit, like, I remember blessing Jonah Lomu and all the, you know, Zinzan Brook and all those players. Man, when they do that haka. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Fair play to them. Uh, Chang, one or two times every four-week trip. Yep. Uh, once only staff was there though. Cool. Uh, Paul says I'm from Yorkshire. Uh, <laughs> I would not ring the bell for my family. <laughs> uh, ten times, but had my bell rung. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dallas Dollar says I ring it for the VIP massage lady. Massage lady. Yeah, uh, their video will be out soon. Have a look next week. I've done a video with them. Really, uh, really nice. And uh, Melissa. She's lovely. She's the boss lady. She's a lovely, lovely lady. Uh, yeah, after it broke, I just left. <laughs> I'll tell you, the sun bars have got buzzers in, in the uh, tables. Press the buzzer. And no, it's not a buzzing buzzer. <laughs> uh, once or twice a trip, but only for the girls. Yeah, fair shout. Yeah, see, now that's an interesting point. Sometimes people don't get this as well. You can, in some places, if you ring the bell or you ring or press this buzz or whatever, you buy the entire bar uh, a drink, which includes customers. And, uh, you know, just being honest, I just think to myself, why am I going to buy some dude over there a drink? I don't even know, you know, not my cup of tea. But, yeah, you've got to be very careful. Check check on the uh, – normally on the bells, they'll have a, a, a board that says, uh, you know, maximum 1,000 bar or buy the girls a drink. Some places will buy everyone a drink. So be very careful. It's a good point. You know, be very careful. Uh, once his local bought two drinks 500 times online. <laughs> uh, John says, uh, great crack trip, no bullshit, just straight talk. To all the newbies, it's to totally valuable. And to our semi-vets, it's great because we reinforce how we all think. Bell one. Yeah, fair play, mate. Thank you. you know, it is what it is, man. Just, just you know, it is what it is. Uh, Paddy, Jimmy, I've never rung the bell, but I do leave it. I mean, the trouble is you probably can't reach, can you? You know what I mean? It must be hard getting. I mean, you can't exactly get up on the stall, can you? <laughs> He's going to be sitting here. Big ears. <laughs> uh, I short time the bell once. Okay. Um, uh, Jimmy says, thanks for the great question, guys. Also, please remember to hit the button. Yeah, we've got five minutes before we finish. Uh, Pat Ale says, uh, five max, don't see the value. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Gary right? yeah, ring what? <laughs> um, a girl rang the bell for me on my birthday. It cost me, oh, <laughs> that's great tactic, isn't it? I ring the bell for you. Okay, yeah, thank you very much. Ding, 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 ding. By the way, it's fifteen hundred bar. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it is it is a it's I don't know. I, I guess when you've had a fair too many, maybe you're thinking a bit. Yeah, yeah, go on, blah 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 blah. You know, it really is. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's not my cup of tea. I've never done it, and I won't do it. Um, I hit the like button, but I won't ring the bell. Thank you, my friends. Very very kind of you, my man. Thank you so much. Uh, Jimmy says, guys, join Trevor's Discord. Well, it's not mine. It's the buzzing group. But, yeah, come and join us, guys. Come and join us. Uh, let me just quickly ping a link for you. One second. Uh, but, yeah, come over. Have a, have a, have a look around. It is a, it's a great crowd. Over 4,000 people in there now. 
I remember when we had Discord, we had a thousand, just just literally a thousand and fifty-six, I think it was. And everyone was saying, No, 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 don't do it, don't, don't change, don't change. I'm like, why? And they said, like, No, no, you'll you'll lose everybody. And uh, yeah, Discord's really it's a great platform, really, really good fun. Uh waistcoat wheeler says three times in 18 years. Three times. That's once every six years. That's more than me, mate. So fair play to you. Fair play to you. Uh, trainer B says, I prefer to just spend my money on the girls I'm with. What was your most expensive night trip? Mine was 20 grand, 20 grand. Um, I don't think I've really got a, a night where I think, wow, I've done a, a wedge. I mean, when I first came over here, I was, I was, uh, flush with money and, you know, you'd spend like, I don't know, really like five to 10 grand a night as a normal. But then I was, I was, uh, I was kind of like a two week millionaire but I wasn't a two-week millionaire in terms of ringing bells and stuff. I was okay for money, but I just – I'm not that kind of person. Like, I'm, when I first came, I was very very timid. I didn't really understand how it all worked, to be honest with you. It was quite, uh, quite intimidating, to be fair. Uh, I wonder if really looking after the girls online will mean anything once I arrive. Do you want the honest answer, mate? Do, do you want me to be truthful with you? Let me know, and I'll tell you. Um uh, where are we? Uh, Scott says, buzzing. Have you been up Udon Thani? Yeah, Udon Thani is brilliant, mate. Udon Thani, Konken, Galassin, uh, Buriyam, all around there, mate. Brilliant. I love it. Listen, I'll say it how it is. I love Pattaya for the fact that it's a busy environment and it's fun. It's, it's good. You get to meet lots of people. If you said to me, right, you've got one choice now, Trevor. You can either live up north away from all of this, or you can only live here, which one would you be? It would be a nanosecond decision. Bye-bye, I'm up there. I'd leave all this behind in a heartbeat. And would I miss it? I would miss certain people. I would miss certain venues. And I'm not talking about go-go bars. I'm talking about just people that I know that have got restaurants and bars. Yeah, there are some go-go bars, of course. Would I miss the city? Not a chance. Not a chance. Wouldn't even, wouldn't even bat an eyelid. Uh, my mum's off to bed. Good night, mum. Speak to you soon. Love you now. When uh, Mo, Mo's getting down here later on, so once she gets here, um, then we'll give you a call this evening, mum. All right, take care. Love you now. Bye bye. Uh, Jeff says I have a great yeah. Five grand, five grand a day is a good, good, good budget, mate. Good budget. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, six thousand baht. Just me and Chang are sixteen hours. Sixteen hours. Really? Can you drink that long? Can you really nail that for sixteen hours? <laughs> Man. Uh, Rika, thank you so much indeed for supporting me. Thank you so much. That's very, very kind of you. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much indeed. Um, uh, where's the, oh, no, Diligent hasn't replied. Sorry. He said, to, all right, I'll tell you anyway, mate. Um, no, <laughs> not a chance. You know, oh, I hate this because people come on the channel and, you know, and I know, you know, Diligent Crab, he's a, he's a nice guy. I talk to him on, on uh, WhatsApp and stuff and, He's a nice guy, and, you know, I don't want to sound like a you – know, I don't want to sound bad. But in all fairness, you know, people that support these girls and send them donations from their live streams when they're dancing and all the rest of it, it's great you support them. Not an issue with that at all in any way, shape, or form. Will you get any special treatment? Not a chance. Not. I'd say for every one that will give you what you would consider to be special treatment, the other 99 will just you, – you're just another person. And, you know, I'm sorry, I'm just, just being honest. You know, don't forget the problem that the, the problem, we're at the end of the chat now, so I can't really go deep and meaningful. But the problem is, is 
we have to get a perspective on reality. The girls are here, and that's it. It's it's not in it's not a, a love situation. It's not most of the girls. Most of the girls are here for that. The other side of the coin is a lot of us. A lot of us are looking for love, are looking for relationships, are looking for the the feeling of being wanted and all that kind of stuff. And I get that. I get that. Not an issue. But unfortunately, it's two different ends. It's two different ends. This is money and this is hearts. And the two just don't mix. They just don't mix. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to end this on a negative, but I'm just going to be honest with you. The two very rarely mix. I'm not saying they don't mix. I'm saying they very rarely mix. Most of the time, in fact, 98% of the time, you're going to be, you know, you're not going to get what you dream you're going to get. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, right. Uh, John says, I spent some time in Udon, Udon Ratchatani. Oh, Ubon Ratchatani. Yeah, nice, mate. Nice. Fair play. Um, what's non-Kai like? Yeah. I mean, we're at the end of the chat now. It's brilliant. Um, there are some great. I'll tell you what, guys. If, if you can, if you are, jump on Sunday and let's talk about some of the other areas outside of, of Thailand that I've been to and maybe you guys have been to and we can share it outside of Thailand, you dick, outside of Pattaya. Um, but, yeah, let's talk about that on Sunday because we don't really have time now because it's come to the end. But, but you know, guys, have a look at, uh, at Sunday and maybe let's do that. Right, listen, I'm going to go, guys, because it is getting late and I appreciate, you know, you guys in England, it's the early hours in the morning for you now. I appreciate the uh, the guys on the admin here, you know, they're, they've got work, etc. So, Guys, thank you so much for today. Thank you very much for, for joining. Um, like I've said, if you wish to support either the Bankrou Jar or the Food Handout, please only use the links down below. It's a public uh, view where what we collect in. And then when I go out and spend the money, I can then in turn show you guys what we spent. So we keep A plus B minus C equals D, F, G, H, whatever you want to call it. But please use just those links. All right, that's it, guys. Thank you so much indeed. Uh, I want to say thank you to everybody for joining me. Thank you for the support you've given me on the channel with the Super Chats and the, and the, that. That's very, very kind of you. Thank you so much indeed. Thank you very much to all the admin team. Fantastic, guys. Thank you so much indeed. Thank you to the new members that have joined. And, guys, thank you for me. It's been great, and uh, I've enjoyed that really, really much. Thank you very much indeed. All right, have a great day, great evening, whatever you're going to do. Sweet dreams if you're going to go to bed. I'm going to head off out now and go and do some uh, some handouts and stuff like that, and then I'm going to see my missus. Can't wait, can't, can't wait. All right, thank you very much indeed, guys, and uh, please, wherever you are in the world, stay safe, guys. Stay safe.